Good evening, everybody. It's Saturday night. Modern Comic Mayhem. We've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. We've got everything from Kevin Smith being a liar to uh, Batwoman, Batwoman, Catwoman, and um, Batman. We've got Eisner. We've got comic reviews. We've got Loki. We've got Sweet Tooth. Stick around. We've got an awesome show for you guys tonight. Brian, cue the music since I didn't do a good intro. Good What's going on, gents? Yo, yo, what's big, up, guys? Big show, big long show tonight, man. That's yeah, a lot. I don't blame you. I don't blame you for 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 for, for stuttering uh, on that because uh, that was a lot of stuff, bro. That was a lot. Of stuff. No. What's up, everybody yeah. in chat? Thanks for hanging out. I see uh, a couple of new faces in the chat tonight um, that were here from the Hot Ten show with Journal's Com- or Chris from Journal Com- Journal's Comics and Pop Culture last night. Uh, Chris is a really good dude. We had a lot of fun with him, and we can't wait to have him um you know on again with us so thanks for hanging out with us you guys um but uh yes modern comic mayhem saturday night what's going on gents i gotta give a shout out real quick to hartman sports cards he messaged me yesterday he was like hey dude why is brian stein and this other guy on what's going on what's up where's the show and i was like dude it's friday night he's like crap that's right so (laughs) I want to give a shout out. So at least we have one person out there that is was waiting for us and was bummed out that they weren't at the, at the thought that they weren't going to see us <laughs> a whole so, 24 hours before. Yeah. So it was pretty awesome. So just remember everybody scan that QR. We've got a drinking game that we play. It's called the podcast secret drinking game. I'm the only one that knows. So please join in, enjoy a drink or whatever you do to enjoy your Saturday night with us. Please use that to help enjoy. Yeah, makes makes the the show a little more interactive to all you live viewers. So yes, uh, that's what we want. So, uh, like Kyle said, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, We've got uh, new faces, old faces in the house tonight. Um, uh, Will's joining us for the first time tonight. This is his first podcast ever. He's going to drop a little bit of information for us tonight. And of course, we got uh, Corbin back with us tonight. Uh, it's good to see Corbin in the house. Um, really you, stoked to you. see you. See you and uh, be on a show with you, brother. It's been a while. It's been a long time. <laughs> yes, bro. So definitely really cool. excited. But <laughs> yeah, and and Marco can't be here. Um, you know, we've we've had some crazy stuff go on uh, the p- past couple weeks. And uh, I could only let it go too far, um, you know. It, uh, it we we got hit with a with a copyright strike the other night, or not a strike, but a copyright claim the other night because I played, uh, you know, the hero song from Footloose, and um, you know I went to go pay the copyright claim uh, fine and all the money, it, 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 like the the black card was maxed out, and, and I, I like how do I. How do I tell Dino, like, hey, man, I looked the other way when when you guys were stealing money? Or, I mean, uh, maxing out the black card. <laughs> Marco's not here. It's all his fault. There you go. That's what I was waiting for. So Marco is uh, <laughs> He's on the suspension. It's all his he's fault. He's on suspension. He's on suspension. And um, 
we'll see him uh, shortly. So make sure you guys, uh, if you guys want to see Marco again, um, you know, make sure to follow uh, his IG and make sure to watch the Star Wars show, uh, the Dark Side show, uh, every Sunday night they go live. Maybe. No, I'm just play it. Corbin, the <laughs> chat is asking if you have any Shasta. Um, you know, I didn't bring it. It's uh, I got water and I have what did I get today? Um, I forgot the drink I brought today, honestly. It's downstairs, so during a break, I'll go grab it. Oh, um, no, it's Arizona iced tea tonight, y'all. Arizona iced ah, tea, all right. But I'm a match every time Kyle drinks, I'm gonna see if I can get you know wasted on Arizona iced tea. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's on, dude. You're behind. Oh, snap. You guess I am. You're already so, way behind. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make up. <laughs> um, did you get any – anybody get any uh, pickups? You know, do we want to knock that out while people are still jumping on? Yeah, I got some anybody pickups. Got any? Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just want to give a shout-out. You know, it's not really a pickup. You know, it's just something that came out this week. I had just a couple things that came out this week. Let me turn off my uh, background real quick As before we do this so you can actually see it. Sorry, everybody. First off, though, I have the jock cover. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Just another, you know, this is Venom 200. Just another cool cover by jock. He just, I don't know, there's just something about his art. It's awesome. I know it's not special or nothing. It's just one of the variants, but I thought it was awesome. If you haven't picked it up, go pick it up. There's so many cool variants out there. As everybody knows, I'm a J. Scott Campbell fan. So this was one of the ones that I got was the Demon Days. I just, I just, I love it. it looks awesome. That book cool. had a really cool uh, Jim Bartel variant. And there's one cover I'm going to kind of, it's a book that I really like, but it was a crappy cover. <laughs> it's this Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't good. I mean, a lot of, like, his suit and stuff is cool. It looks all realistic. But, man, they really you, messed up Dick's face on this one. You got the wrong cover, man, big time, because the other one has the new character on it, doesn't it? I know, but I, at, my, at my comic book store, I, I, only I only asked them. I told them I only want the variants. Oh, I got covers. you. So. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Yeah, and that time it wasn't the best. So, that's why. I thought those those were a couple covers that I thought were cool to show off. Who's next? Definitely. Um, I mean, mine is pretty yeah. quick being up. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Corbin. No, no, go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. Okay, I appreciate it. Sorry, man. No, no, I, okay. Um, I just grabbed a trade. I grabbed two trades, but I forgot to bring one in classic Corbin fashion. Uh, this one was based off the series. We'll talk about more later. Um, but it's Batman the Adventures Continue. It's really nothing special except that it's nostalgic to me. I love the fact they went back in that universe. Again, I'm going to talk about it more later on. But they collected the first part into a trade, which I was really hyped about, so I grabbed that. And then I also grabbed, um, again, don't have it, so it kind of sucks. But um, the Nightwing run, like I know, like the initial run by um, Denny O'Neill was in a trade, and I was able to pick that up Like when he first got his new updated costume that he's kind of been using. I think it was like 1994. Um, so I got that, and it's really hard to find just those first four in that limited run. Um, in a trade. And I love the artwork. The story was kind of whatever, but having Danny Neal on it was kind of cool. Wish I brought it. I thought I had it, but um, that was a pickup that I was really proud of this week. Nice. Ish. All right. This is actually technically the wife's pickup. 
and I believe she's in the chat tonight under the name Mrs. Hun. Something is killing the children. Yes. Two and three. Now, obviously, we all know what a hot book this has been. I have actually haven't read them, so here's our chance to actually read the story. And then I got one more pickup, and this one's, this one's for me. You guys probably don't know, but I'm a huge James Bond fan, like huge. So when I saw this with Mr. Roger Moore on the cover, oh, yeah. I had to pick oh, it up. Oh, cool. Last Golden Age, Maverick. I guess he was in an episode rocking the uh, Captain Kirk open shirt. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just Roger Moore is just one of the all time gentlemen of Hollywood. And, you know, we could probably debate all night if he's your favorite James Bond or not, but I had to get that. <laughs> and I actually, I might get it. I might get it EGS. Ooh, there you go. I don't know if they do. Uh, I don't know if they do Golden Age, but I think a cool like Western kind of design label might go good with that. Yeah, uh, it's like Will, a big great book. No big deal. So I didn't want to see you see it. You got anything cool to show off, Will? Yeah, I got a couple books. <laughs> this one's already seen these because I picked them up from the shop earlier. Um. I'm kind of reading this right now. I don't know if you can be able to see it. The, oh, yeah. The, Ooh, uh, yeah. Miles Morales. Um, and then, of course, I had to get the Venom books. I got – this is my reader copy, the one with the collage on the front. The collage was uh, a cool cover. The scene variant. Yeah. Beautiful. But this one knows – Isn't that all – isn't that supposed to be 200 issues of Venom all kind of collaged together? Yeah, something like that. But and they have them all in the back. They have every Venom cover in the very back of the book. Yeah, well, not, well, not every. We're going to be blowing the lid off right now, I'm just saying they're all in there. Yeah, This one's the Bagley cover, right? This one knows that every time something comes out with a Bagley cover, I have to get it. So, Love it. Not bad. He's a cool dude. Really nice guy. Yeah. I, um... I only got uh, a couple things. I got, let's see here. I got um, the Something is Killing the Children 16, the Ji Hong Lee ver oh. variant. Ooh. Which, um, I'll come pick those up tomorrow from you, Brian. <laughs> there's a ton of them, bro. I think you can still get them. You might be able to yeah. go to jihunglee.com or something and still get them. I, if I would have known how many there were, I'll be honest, I probably wouldn't have bought it. But, uh, I mean, there's so many copies of Something is Killing the Children 16 out there. It's absolutely unreal. And then shout out to Lucas, who sent me a couple books. I never picked up a copy of uh, the Amazing nice. Spider-Man 55, mm -hmm. uh, the second print, which is the only one. I think the only one that's decent um, out of all of them. I think it's because the red. Interestingly yeah. enough, the third print is the highest value one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he sent me this, uh, the Phantom Star Killer. Number one uh, oh. book, yeah. So it's a dope nice. character it's from uh, Scout Comics. So that is pretty cool. That is uh, very few. I, I I get few pickups anymore. So I'm 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 not picking up as much stuff anymore. It's kind of shitty, but it is what it is. So I know. Uh, 
you guys were you guys had stray dogs on the hot 10 last night right so stray dogs has been on the hot 10 two weeks in a row now uh the hive comics yes um blair witch cover uh by stan yak was on two weeks ago and then just the normal a cover is always on this week and they're talking, you know, basically everybody's just saying pick up what you can. I know that that I didn't get one of those acetate covers. Did anybody get any of those acetate cover ones? No. Yeah, those gosh. things are are selling for I know easy. I know the second print number ones are getting a little hot too. Everything is, man. I mean, and that book is And crazy. next week we're supposed to have Tony come on the show and talk the last issue of Stray Dogs. So to all you guys, I see a lot of new faces in the chat. It's awesome. We've had Tony on every issue of stray dogs and now we're going to have them for the final issue so next week you guys might want to come uh, check it out and it should be a, you know tony's always a really good time yeah he's really good on he does a really good job uh, hanging out with you guys on the show um i remember the first time he came on and you guys were like yeah he hung out for for the whole show and i was like what like really the guy you, you guys put him through it that long and he he had a great time he was just you know, just hanging out, chilling. He was uh, making fun of Kyle for, for gerbils and all kinds of crazy stuff. He didn't um, like my my Teenage Mutant Ninja guinea pigs idea. Yeah, guinea pigs. Sorry, Ger Jesus Christ, <laughs> gerbils. What's the difference? One I smaller. Better. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I thought they are about the same. So. <laughs> all right. Um Listen, uh, 53 live viewers, thanks for hanging out with us, you guys. Uh, make sure you guys hit that QR code. Check out the secret drinking game uh, that Kyle sets up every week. It's uh, it's a fun little interactive thing that you can partake in. Uh, whatever makes your Saturday better, man, uh, whether it's a drink or, uh, you know, uh, cannabis or whatever it is. You know, uh, yeah, have whatever, a shot. Whatever the thing is. Shasta, Shasta, cream soda. Yeah. That's fine. Work, dude. That's Coffee. fine, too. Coffee, that, but... Yep. Yeah, you might want to chill on the coffee because you'll be up all fucking night. Oh, and then you'll really need that liquor. In it. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Is oh man! I was That's up all night thing. last night playing Axis and Allies, so I need the mm. caffeine. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um, all right. Do you, do you guys want to get into uh, first topic of the night? The James Gunn craziness. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So supposedly uh, James Gunn wants to or he's talked to Marvel and DC about a film crossover, um, which is absolutely bonkers to me. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Thumbs like, down on that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't. I don't, I don't even like it in comic book form. Yeah. You can't what? give enough time to build the movie like half the characters we don't even know yet right and in the in the cinematic universe at least so i don't know it just it feels like a you know look. what they should do is i just think on basis is you just cross you're crossing the streams don't cross the streams i agree i think the avengers should go back in time to help dc make better movies yeah whoa 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 <laughs> what, what movies are you trying to remake there kyle hold up now <laughs> And that should be the premise of the movie is they're going back in time to help them. Hey, imagine a so John Favreau Superman movie. DC is uh, rebounded. Okay. Um, yeah, you're right. I, I don't know. I think it's an interesting thought. I don't – like I'm not immediately dismissive of it, but um, I don't think in this like day and time it is like logical. 
Um, DC's still trying to figure it out on the movie side. Marvel's early, early, already established and going in like a different direction. I don't see where that comes into play, at least just casual over the next five years. You know, I can see like when this next phase over Marvel and DC does something, then there's like an idea. And I wouldn't be opposed to like the concept of that. Cause I'm, I'm kind of, I like crossovers. They never work out well when I read them, but I like them. But um, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either. Marvel yeah. does not need this. Marvel has a gajillion characters. They don't need no, like the Titans of DC characters. Thing, like, you know, yeah. That would be yeah. interesting. If I'd you like could do that it too. exactly. In like its own pocket universe. I mean, yeah. th- that's the great thing about what's kind of going on with Marvel right now and, and even Star Wars to that to that the same degree is they're creating their little own pocket universes or pocket timelines where they can just talk about the character without the character being alive anymore. There's so many more character or stories you can tell about a character that's, you know, that's happened. Um, and especially with the but wait, but stuff, in Star Wars, it's still part of canon and continuity, though. Yeah, it is. Are you talking about pockets uh, you, you, that are out of continuity? Yes, 100%. A lot of people are talking about uh, rumors where Ahsoka is going. Is that uh, time in between or whatever? Um, if you guys know uh, the Ahsoka stories uh, um, with the most recent uh, clone, was it Clone Wars? Well, not Rebels. Was it Rebels or Clone Wars? I can't remember. Where Ezra Rebels. pulled her out, uh, pulled Rebels, her out yeah. from get, yeah from getting killed by Vader, and and he pulled her through yeah. that door. That's like a pocket. Those are like what I mean, if that was tales. like that final season of Clone yes. Wars, right? Yeah, yeah. And we've talked a lot on this channel. Canon. It is canon, but they can. Uh, it's canon. It's pocket universes within canon. So the same, they're doing the same thing with the Marvel right now with these timelines, right? They're creating pocket universes within canon. They're doing the same thing. If that's what you want to say, it's canon. It's canon. Are, are you saying this is maybe like, let's say, Captain America is doing one thing, he's with the Avengers, and the Avengers book doing another thing, and they say, well, it happened on the in-between days. That type of no, thing. no. What I'm saying is is you can tell any story you want at this point, the way they're setting things up, right? They have the what-ifs coming, which is is its own pocket universe. You can still tell the story. Yeah, Yeah. that's what-if. And and those aren't canon. I get it. Those aren't canon. But what could be canon is what they're doing with these timeline things. That's happening in, in the MCU universe. That's happening in the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? They're playing around with these different You can't really say like Loki realities. is a pocket thing because whatever's going to happen is going to have bigger implications on the rest of the MCU. So there's still that interconnectivity. I got you. Yes. Yeah, I got you. Well, we'll you know, I, I think that the only way that they could do it is if they had some type of pocket what-if universe um, and they they tell a different sto- you know the the story within a what if yeah okay yeah, yeah. but w- w- who knows I James Gunn is uh, he's pretty um, he's talking big right now see I don't I, know it, if Screen Rant is the best source for anything but they're saying <laughs> it's James Gunn talked Marvel DC is Guardians of the Galaxy Suicide Squad crossover. Now, I, to, uh, I mean, that I mean, kind of sounds interesting. Which Suicide Squad, though? What if it's just a little cameo squad. Easter egg crossover? It would be cool if the, the, like the 
Guards of Galaxy went, oops, where am I? Slip, yeah. Slippery slope yeah. after that. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, Batman, Batman's going down on Superman, and then Captain America and Iron Man join him. And... Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I can see them possibly maybe have um, uh, Baron Zemo see the Suicide Squad and get the idea for Thunderbolts that way. Yeah. That would be interesting. And then I, yeah. I mean, why not? Well, uh, basically, think, yeah. James James Gunn came out and said in a tweet, I've casually talked to the powers that be at both Marvel and DC about it. I would love for it to happen. I don't think it's likely, but I don't think it's an impossibility either. That said, just constantly seeing crossovers and mashups is less enchanting to me than a strong story. So I agree with everything he said right there. There's no way this is fucking happening. It's just him saying, oh, you know, I don't think it's an impossibility, it's but it's, it's just talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Anyways, it would be the best DC movie yet. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, well, let's Don't talk about some DC early. stuff. Let, let's, let's do it. Can we, I want to jump real quick into into Titans talk because the the new tr- Titans trailer came out. Let me, I'll bring it up. Uh, new <sighs> Titans trailer came out and it was awesome, man. It I was, was really floored good. when I watched it. I was. It made me so excited. So this is a uh, season three of Teen Titans. Um, the trailer came out. You know the crowbar is gonna be there. Yes, yeah. That was the awesome. biggest. That's the biggest new character. Yeah. Well, um, it'll be interesting to see if they actually show Joker or any of that stuff. I, I don't think I don't think we're gonna see much of of Joker, but um, seeing him in, as Red Hood and, and yes. the. The, the the helmet was so freaking badass. Yes. And and I don't like the kid that I don't like him as Robin. I think he's they, no. they did it. That kid did a good job of acting Kurt to where Walters. you don't like what's that? Yeah. You don't like mm-hmm. him. He's 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 not likable. Uh I don't know if it's his face or how he or if he's just a really good actor, but like he's not likable. And that's perfect. That's exactly what we need. Right for mm-hmm. for that. So this is this is actually the first season. What am I doing watching this for? <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. Uh, let's see here. Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. So it was. Uh, I think it's. Uh huh. Sorry. Come. No, go ahead. I was just. I was gonna on. say what made me think, and I want to see what you guys think about it because they're. I mean, we kind of saw from season two um, that Jason was kind of on the outs with the Titans, right? And in my mind, I knew that Red Hood was being teased. I'm sitting there going, if they're not using a death in the family as any sort of inspiration, this is going to bomb because I don't, I, like, it wasn't that bad of a breakup that he just goes completely on the other side. So to have, like, this Joker kind of hint or tease, it, it leads me to believe that they are possibly moving this up. Like, maybe it skips ahead a year or two. Like, do you think there's some distance between when season two happened and when season three comes to ha- kind of continue this character transformation of Jason Todd and being able to use some more references and maybe f- flashbacks or things we haven't seen than to throw Joker in alongside, you know, Scarecrow who's going to be in. And maybe that plays into it. And Barbara Gordon and Tim Drake, they have a lot of new characters they're kind of throwing in this new season. So I'm kind of wondering what y'all think about how that's going to kind of come across because the fact that they're doing this death in the family, more, you know, a uh, comic accurate Jason Todd inspiration is great for me. But I'm like, but how in such a short period of time? You know, I just, I don't know. Well, I don't know uh, what their plan is in the long run for this series. But mm-hmm. it, it's, good. it's good. It's good. It's great so far. It's the best um, TV comic series yet, in my opinion. Since Batwoman, yeah. 
I'm sorry. Get out of here. here. Um, Well, listen, DC only has Titans and uh, their their CW stuff. Stargirl, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Doom Patrol. Yeah, Doom Patrol is good. Oh, I forgot about them. Yeah. Solid. Yep. And, and, I don't know. We'll be interesting see, Matt, to see if they... Matt with Absolute Geek thinks Doom Patrol is way better. The only thing uh, I don't like about Doom Patrol is I don't like the that they put Cyborg in it. I feel like that character is so out of place. So mm-hmm. out of place. I agree it, with you on that. Yeah. It kind of ruined like it for him. me. Yeah, I don't like I don't like that that character at all in that. Um Swamp Thing was really good. And you know, all the talk about um dead man right now you know the news came out that they're going to be doing a dead man series Uh, this is where i want to see dc go i'd rather see dc go with some of the grittier characters instead of worrying and having to put a lot of uh thought behind the bigger characters and how to make them work it's so hard to tell a good superman story it's so hard to tell a good batman story on the screen anymore i think i think if they stick with you know the teen Titans, swamp thing justice league dark dead man those type of characters Man, they'd be so much better off. In my, that's my opinion. But we'll see what happens. Well, they should be real dark. quick. I, I do got to say, shout out to Superman and Lois though, because that's actually been a pretty good show. I don't know how many y'all keeping track of that, but like, so I feel like I'm going that. too crazy on that. that it's been solid. decent. It's been solid, exactly. Like it's sneaking under the radar, but it, it's been really good all all season. So I just want to give some love to that because I was thinking the same thing, but they kind of been right within a good boundary. But anyway, back back to what you were saying. I get that, Brian. I wish that they would explore more. Um, like Dead Man, we haven't seen a Dead Man adaptation or something like that. Like characters that you have a rich, you know, 70, 80 plus his- year history of characters you can draw from that don't have to be Batman done for the 80th time, you know, or Superman done again, or whatever the case may be. I like the fact that it's Stargirl, even though, you know, I, I, that's not my cup of tea, but like the fact they're going to these other characters is interesting and, and hopefully they can do more of that. Yeah. Uh, the Spawn stuff, not only are we getting Spawn Universe hype, um, we're getting uh, Sam and Twitch that, that has been verified. And uh, was it HBO Max where that's happening? Do they say where Sam and Twitch is happening, the the, the show? Interesting. Not that Let, I'm me bring that up. Let me bring that up. Let me bring that up. Maybe last, we're going to get to that. Todd, Todd McFarlane. Let's see here. Uh, one week ago, Todd McFarlane announces TV deal for Spawn character Sam and Twitch in a mystery do- in a mystery drama. So there you guys go. Uh, it says here, this is from Forbes.com, um, who is going to make me pay to read this article? It looks like. Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, right. Um, it says. Todd McFarlane announces TV deal for Spawn character Sam and Twitch in mystery drama. Todd McFarlane, creator of the best-selling supernatural horror comic Spawn and co-creator of the Spider-Man character Venom, today entered into a deal with independent production studio WIIP, producers of the HBO hit series Mayor of Easttown, to develop a mystery drama series based on two characters from Spawn universe detective Sam and Twitch. So there you guys go. That's uh, that's big news. That's a lot of people are are waiting for something, and I think I'd rather see a Sam and Twitch vehicle where Spawn is a boogeyman rather than Spawn being the main character. Um, you know, build up, build up the fear for Spawn, and 
And then you can get to spawn as a main character, you know, a little later down the line if, if Todd McFarlane's really true to wanting to create a spawn universe, not only for comics, but for movies too, you know? Yep. Mm. People are stoked. Spawn fans are stoked. Hopefully they'll right. stay on That's HBO. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Good. Yeah. But, hey, out here, you got plenty of time made to last time. Definitely. To read comics, you know. Keep That'll be perfect here. bedtime reading. Perfect bedtime reading. That's not right now. You good. <laughs> all right. So, so next we've got. Oh, what's next on the Let's... list here? Well, do we want to get over the Eisner stuff? Yeah, let's just go over Eisner. I think uh, Eisner Award nominations. Yeah, Ish was pretty excited about that. Yeah, we didn't get to it last week. So, well, um, do we want to go over? Let's see here. We'll go over them real quick. Uh, Best short story. Uh, I don't see anybody in there. Other, I mean, let me know if you guys see anything that you guys have read. But yeah, let's um, just go straight to the next one. Best one shot. Okay. Uh, a shout out to Rookie by Greg Rucka. Sorry, uh, Batman Detective. Okay. You know I read that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> best single issue. Um... So the best one shot. I, I recognize definitely two on that. Hedra by Jesse Lonergan. I don't know if you guys remember that book. It was like a um, almost a treasury format, completely wordless science fiction book. Um, probably about eight Ooh. months ago it came out. It was really good. It was really science fiction-y, and you know, as far as just comics being a, a, a visual medium, it was definitely a very pure comic book. So I, I, I really liked Hedra, and then the other one, The Other History of the DC Universe, which is still ongoing. Yes. I think there's one issue left, and really uh, so definitely giving a shout out to number one there by uh, John Ridley, who could win an Academy Award and an Eisner Award. There you go. Crazy. Wow. And uh, Giuseppe Comuncoli, an amazing artist. Yeah. Uh, this best continuing series, I really love seeing Bitterroot on there. I think that's great. Bitterroot's been, uh, uh, like, every year gets nominated, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and I really uh, hope that, uh, yeah, Sanford Green starts getting even more love. That dude's a badass. Mm -hmm. But Department, Department of, Truth. of Truth, yeah. I mean, that's going to be hard, right? It's, it's, Department of Truth is going to be hard to beat. What about Daredevil, though? I was going to say, I'm happy you that's up there. Right? I, I just don't... I get so tired of Daredevil being back in jail. Like, uh, it just it seems... <laughs> it's a uh, tried and true trope. Yeah. yeah. A lot of but people are saying, feeling that mm -hmm. this is the best one, the best Daredevil runs, perhaps ever. Top three. I was going to say, to have, if, for it to be done again and again, like, it's been done pretty well. I'm not even a big... Mar like that kind of guy, but I've been reading a few of them. It's been really like consistently solid. Like everyone's always recommended that book for like a number of like, it's been a while. Well, it's Sidarsky, right? Dick, Will, so. didn't you read the, uh, <laughs> the trade paperbacks for daredevil? I haven't finished them yet. Yeah. You haven't finished. Okay. Yeah. I did pick up one and two of those for reread. Um, all right. Best limited series. What we got? Wait, wait. We let's go back to there. best continuing because uh, oh, I hope continuing, it's sorry. I hope, you know, that's kind of like the biggie. I'd say it's almost like you know best picture, best continuing. Gideon mm -hmm. Falls, which is which is over, and I believe that's being optioned into a uh, probably a Netflix series because we see Jeff Lemire, author of Sweet Tooth. Oh, sick! Which we'll be talking about later. And then today, uh, tonight, 
double dipping on the chips of Darsky with Stillwater. Any of you guys read Stillwater? No. I poked around there, but no, it's I'm actually not a really very cool in. story. Okay. I, I definitely recommend it. I think Zdarsky might be the best writer in Marvel right now. Mm-hmm. Sorry? Oh, Zdarsky? Definitely that's the hottest lot. for that's sure. A, I'd tell him that's that. Yeah, that's that's big uh big compliment. I know. And then the last spot is an absolute classic, of course. Usagi Yojimbo. Yeah. You know, shit that's yeah. been around for so long. So it's good to see a, a book like that getting the love for sure. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see how many times. I'd like to see how many times. Image uh, is Stan running Sakai the show here, and not a single DC book. Yeah. Hmm? Sorry, I was going to say not a single many? DC book nominated. Uh, you know what? Don't even get me on the high horse about that, man. Because <laughs> I'm just well, that grinds Corbin my there. gears. Corbin, what do you think? I what mean, do you think should have made that list from DC? Okay, don't don't do this to me. Don't put me in the spot like that. Because I. Right. <laughs> I think that Detective Comics has been pretty solid. You know, I'm I, not that's saying that to put them. See, if I had one pick, it would be Detective. It would be Detective. Here's the thing: I read a lot of. Uh, well, you just, uh, obviously, I'm the DC guy. Um, however, like, although I wish there was something there, I would struggle to to mention what it would be. Um, Batman has really been ticking me off. Um, uh, you know, what? I, I talked about it just started, but like the new one, I I really have been a big fan of the Batman: The Adventures Continue. Um, but aside from that, I mean, we just got a future state. That was that was a thing. Um, you know, I, there's not a whole lot I, I'd really like be like, you know what, this is something y'all just been sleeping on. But I am glad on the like, I guess would it be the inverse of that? Well, I mean, there you go. Will Miranda just said it. Like the indie books, like the fact that there's so many good books out there that aren't from the big two that are getting some love and are going to get some new readers. I mean, even myself sticking to one house mostly, but like. I'm a fan of a good story, so understanding some books I haven't looked at or, you know, I go in my comic shop, I have my pull list, and I'm already gravitated to a certain section, I'm out. And to be able to go, okay, you know what, these, this is a book that's been highly recommended, this is a book that's been nominated, that, that can expand other yeah. readers to other genres and, and works of art that we're not normally attuned to. Instead of, you know, reheating Batman for the eighth time and, you know, having Harley Quinn, then Punchline, and all these other 18 characters that are just carbon copies of themselves. So... That's really cool. But yeah, I would have to say Detective-ish, and I feel bad not being able to, to mention more, but I mean, I, I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, DC's been just amazing. It's what I it just... is, yeah. Plants, periodicals. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, image, Dark Horse, Boom. They're killing it, storytelling-wise. I think Aftershock is being is really kicking ass right now. Aftershock, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're coming up with some good stuff. Yeah, I like Joker. Um, and, and Joker I'm, someone's in the comments mentioned Joker. I like it. I just... I don't know. I, I I'm kind of getting annoyed at DC trying to like. I feel like it's modeling after like a lot after the Killing Joke. I feel like DC's doing a lot of their Joker type stuff off the of stories that have already been done. And while it's solid and has potential, I'm I'm putting it back just off of a lack of faith moving on. So that's where I'm at right now. But it's been solid so far. I'm just I don't know. I don't want to get hurt again. So best new series. You got Department of Truth on there again. Uh, we only find. Wait, wait. Go back to a limited series. We skip limited, if you don't mind. Oh, Barbarian uh, okay. Red Planet. I only think so another is, shout out to, to me Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire getting another nomination here for Barbalian. I don't know if any of you guys read Black Hammer. Any of the Black Hammer stuff? Yeah, Black Hammer's great. Oh, by That's, the way, you I mean, guys, that... uh, Stan, Stan Sakai has uh, tw- over 21 nominations, Eisner nominations. So. Wow. Jeez. Uh, That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Shout out to him. Crazy. There we go. We live for limited series. <laughs> All right. So what was the other one? Uh, 
best publication for early readers? Do you really want to go through that? Do you see anything on there? Uh, nope. Actually, we could look up. Uh, we didn't finish limited series because I wanted to give a oh, shout out go. to Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. So there's a DC book that made it. There it is. And that fraction. How is that? Because I have that. And then uh, Strange Adventures by Tom King, another DC book. Mm. We didn't. We don't. Sector. Uh, Tom King. Corbin will never mm. give Tom King his due. Nope. No. After Batman, he's he's not even. Who? I'm sorry. Who? No. <laughs> but thank you. You tried. <laughs> well, that's cool. Okay. Come on, decor. Anybody read that? Hickman Which one? book? I did not. Jonathan like said, Hickman's Decorum. One. It's a very, I want to mm -hmm. say, obtuse book. It's not an easy read. Oh, okay. So maybe I will take my That's time. That's kind of Jonathan I, Hickman's thing, though, when he does these images. That books. is his thing, yeah. And I, I feel like that's book. why they took him off X-Men. They needed to lighten things up. Lighten it there. in. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm going to have to get into A little less things. nerd alert, a little more kind of action and humor. Yeah. Oh, look, Joe, uh, he agrees with you, Corbin. Joe, a man after my own heart. Yes, thank you. It's it's nothing personal. It's just everything about him I hate. But, yeah, there you are. <laughs> Best new series. Best we got new Black series. Widow by Kelly Thompson. That's been a pretty hot book. Crossover by Donny Cates, which I feel started off super hot. And I don't know. Do people really still care about it by issue seven? What? No, nobody's really <laughs> that was a joke. about that book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. No. And then Department <laughs> of Truth, I, which is big. I really lost interest in crossover. I, I just didn't get that. I don't know. I was the one guy who, I, I guess because I was slow in understanding it, didn't really get the hype of it. Um, maybe was it a better idea it, than an execution of it? put out? Yeah, maybe. So, exactly. I'd rather have seen it like a movie, but then again, it's just, I don't know. There's a lot going on, and See, I think people, people don't don't like already have that fatigue. Well, I mean, you can't even uh, take a note of that. Yeah. I feel it. I agree with you, Nate, 138th. It's Robin has been awesome. Robin? If you come okay. back, we do. Whenever Robin comes out, we do review Robin. We have reviewed the book. So whenever it comes out, make sure to come in, and we'll definitely be talking about it. There it is. So that's, that's the best nice, new though. series. I say we just skip ahead all the way down to we got a lot of categories. Best writer. Mm. Starting Double off James with uh, Ed Brubaker. Double nomination for Ed writer? Brubaker. Pulp and Reckless. Oh, wow. Matt Fraction. Jonathan Hickman. Mm -hmm. Jeff Lemire. James there we Tinian. Go. There we go. Darcy, Tinian, you know? I mean, these are all kind of the big names right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what I like you is guys, that you do see them working on like big, you know, everyone I think in this with the exception of Brubaker is um, either on DC or Marvel, but they're also doing an indie book that's also catching um, a lot of a lot of um, buzz. That thing is kind of neat. But I'm definitely with Tinian as well on this. Tinian's such oh. a nice guy and he's so much fun. I don't know if you guys have ever chatted with him. We've but not been he, so lucky, Kyle. Not we're not as cool as you. And I'm me. Well, when when he came, when when Phoenix brought him here for our con, I sat and picked his brain forever on stuff. Oh wow! And it, was, and it was just a lot of fun to talk to him. Really nice guy. 
I'm sure he got tired of me, but I was so excited that I just didn't care. <laughs> what about this? What about that? What, I just, he's just a, such a good writer. He's good. I wish he would change up the Batman formula, but I like his other work. Um, and he's been decent on that, especially considering who he was succeeding. So, I I wasn't a big fan of his early Batman stuff at all. Not no, at all. Joker War, Joker War kind of just ticked me off a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. So far, it's been it's been okay. And should have yeah, let Joker Tom War, King Joker War. No, no, you absolutely no. <laughs> yes. He no. should have finished his no, run. Should, no, I, 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 they I prematurely ended it, and it was a disaster. No. They should have let him finish he, it. He had a grand design. No. Listen, he was too busy glorifying Batman and everything for God. Oh my gosh! It, it, no, I'm sorry, man. I'm if sorry. He doesn't and then win Alfred this. Was that? He's got to anyway. win this, right? <laughs> Tynan's got to win this, 100. Yeah, percent We can. Yeah, I wish you would just let. Yeah, Some, no, nothing I'm is killing the children is like the best book in comics in a long time. Mm-hmm. Department of Truth is really freaking good. People are loving his Batman stuff right now. Nice House yeah. on a Lake is is crazy. Super yeah, so that, awesome. that was super hot too. Mm-hmm. When he was writing Justice League, it was pretty good. Like, I mean, he's he's even when he did uh, he, Batman Eternal, it was good. He had a moment there too. He's been consistently good. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, it's time to get that buzz. Joker's yeah, I, been good. Shout out to uh, made underscore two list. Yeah, or to last. I, my bad. I didn't read Razor Blades. Did any you guys read Razor Blades? Mm-mm. Nah. But I mean, if it's as good as everything else, I mean, I have reason to look into that. <laughs> yeah. Jay, yeah, Jay uh, in the chat said decorum is whack. It's pretty yeah. bad oh. description. <laughs> I don't even know what decorum is. <laughs> What is it? Isn't it? Is it? Oh, that's the it's, the Hickman book. That's crazy. Yeah, the Hickman book. Yeah, yeah. About the assassin etiquette. I I wouldn't be Can mad we, uh-huh. if Lemire won, but I think Tynan is just. There's no I way think that he deserves you. it, man. He's just been killing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we go down to best cover artist? I find that interesting. Yeah, best cover artist. Boom. Jamal Campbell, like Jamal Mighty Campbell. Morphin Power. Yeah, he does yeah. such a good job on those covers. Man, I never pick up those books, but like, I always look at them. Well, let's take a look at some of their at some of their uh, work here. Yeah, he's so solid. Oh, he did uh, Naomi. Mm-hmm. Mm. Look at that. That's in that. Uh, yeah. Here we go. A few of those are just yeah. Bomb, here's he did a lot Ranger of stuff. He did, he did that the far sector stuff. Oh yeah, wow! Look at that. See, I yeah. love, exactly cool. like it's vibrant. Look at that. It pops. Ooh, that's a good far sector one too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he did this red X. Mm-hmm. That's a nice red X. That's dope too. Yeah. MG said, "I'm the only person want to get the whole Momoko thing." I'm kind of with you there, but we'll get to that in a second. I'm sure. Yeah, his power yeah, I love the power stuff. stuff. I just see the sound of my head whenever I see any of his covers. There, it's it's dope. Yeah, that's a dope so Far Sector cover right there, too. Yeah, yeah, Jamal Campbell did a good job. All right, let's look hope at get some uh, love. S- Simone DeMeo. Yeah, nah, I haven't really watched, watched on that book, of course. It's, it's interesting for the for the book. We only find them when they're dead because I don't know if you guys have seen the covers. There's artwork, mm-hmm. but it's like 80% of the cover is the title wording. I think on every interesting. issue. So that's kind of a weird for me. 
to get some love for uh, a cover that's not really big on the actual. See, art. yeah, right there in the bottom, on the bottom. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, oh yeah, I see that. Interesting. Yeah, like that's a that's best cover of the year. Come on. This yeah, one's not yeah. bad though. I mean, I like that one. I, I definitely would nominate it either, but I like it better than just oh, it's in bold and orange. Maybe Ooh. they're giving it to him based on like. Uh, I don't know, thinking outside the box or something, because I kind of agree with you, ish. <laughs> Maybe he's yeah, the like B cover artist and not the A cover. And okay, because that's fell gorgeous. Watching the Star Wars title credits and was like, boom, dude, look how good There's that my is. Idea. It's nice. It's nice. It's solid. Man, yeah, that is cool. All right, you got decorum again, Mike Huddleston with decorum. Yeah, let's take a look at very that. artsy, artsy fartsy covers on that. And I see in the chat too, people are talking about decorum. That's a book that gets you talking. Really? It's really out there. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah no. That my head's hurting looking at that. It looks nice though. And a lot of a lot of the uh issues were wraparound covers too. Yeah. Oh wow. Very spacey. All right. Yeah. So there's uh Mike Huddleston. All right, let's look at oh, we all know Dave Johnson. Let's look yeah. at what he's uh Butcher Paris. Butcher Paris is Yeah, he kills it. Johnson in the building. Oh, uh, there's a lot, a lot of Dave, Dave Johnsons out there. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely not Dave Johnson. All right. <laughs> yep, that's Dave Johnson. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I get that. All right, Peach Mimoka. We all know what I Peach feel like is I've heard doing. her all yeah. year yeah. long. I'm, I'm so tired. Yeah, but I don't see how she doesn't win, right? Uh, at least so far. Yeah, exactly. So far, Stillwater's another interesting choice that I could probably think of something else I'd, I'd nominate, but it's a good book. See, but the yeah. covers didn't really ever grab my attention. Yeah, interesting. This one's really good, though. This yeah, one is fan freaking. Cool. Yeah, I mean they're pretty good. I think it's the way the white pops against the red and back, red and black. Yeah. I uh, I have to say that is that's um might be you know like uh, cover of cover of the year category you know top ten for cover of the year maybe oh wow okay I think that's really good it's a bold statement Cotman just gonna have to see how that plays that is out bold. <laughs> see if it works out there hey, hey, but, but i'm good at calling covers of the year right off right off the bat right i did it with uh ha ha number one that was cover of the year material did it with uh usagi the the momoko usagi book was cover of the year material um you know there's certain books that you hit that are cover of the year materials right as you see it and this is this is a book that a cover of your material is a book that you see on the on the shelf. It isn't a book you normally would pick up and you just scan it and you pick it up just to see the cover. You're like, oh my God. I do that with that book, that's for sure. Plus I like skeleton shit. All yes. right. Uh, is there no marble on this list? Folder. There isn't. Mm -hmm. There's no, no marble. And if fr Frizen is not on I would, the list. I would give a shout out to Spider Man fifty five, the Gleason. Yes, web design yeah. and now has spawned a whole series of those web design covers, but yeah, that original yeah. 55 kicked it off. Yeah, um, all right, best coloring, best lettering. Yeah, those are all great. We can best go up to best stuff. interior art. Where's that? That's probably best penciler. That was or a penciler team. Best yes. writer artist. Best writer, right underneath. Where is it? Right here, best writer right slash artist. 
This one. Okay. No, no, no. Best pencil and inker team. I don't know why they they kind of weird word it weird, but okay. Yeah, it's also sorted weirdly, but Mike Allred. That's okay, I get that. Yeah, uh, Chichetto. Yeah, great. Uh, he's awesome. For Daredevil. And so Daredevil, Daredevil getting is a lot good. of love here. Yep. Yeah. Books kind uh, of falls. Jorge Corona, Middle West. Oh. Uh, Gadignol, Gadignol. That's some type of. D'Artagnan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Alton so. Gatignol. Yeah. What's up, Thanks Doug? Pistuvi. That's yep. good, Doug. Here's the winner, though, ladies and gentlemen. That should be the winner right there. Bitterroot? Yep. Sanford okay, Bitterroot for the win. It. The Tom King Strange Adventures. That's mm. Can we not bring. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look funny. I love how he keeps leading with Tom King too. He could have just said the title, but no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think he's a bad writer, so there's yeah, your yeah. Uh, that wraps up go, that wraps up all the interesting the good ones. So, there we go. All Unless right. we want to look at digital or web now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of those. I gotta get on those digital just unless it's what, do you, what do you guys what? think any major snubs? You guys want yes. to pick up one book that was totally snub that you think should be nominated? Something is killing the children. Yeah, I'd agree with I'd agree that. Was with that was nominated for best series. No, it wasn't. It was. Yeah, but it didn't uh -uh. come out. No, this year. I don't think it was. Oh, that's a huge snub. Then there you go. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't come so, out a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, maybe not, it's on issue sixteen. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so it wouldn't have you're come right. out. This, it would have been a different year. But it should so have been, been best the best continuing series. It would have been the best continuing then. The only thing it was nominated for was James Tynan as best writer, mm -hmm. and not for this for all of his stuff. So it wasn't nominated <laughs> yeah. by itself for anything. So the and book he was has the Department of Truth nominated under best continuing series, but not that book. So yeah, yeah it definitely could have got more love than it did. But I guess they like circumvent that by giving. Tynan is it in continuing? I don't think it's in continuing. Is it? Let me double check, guys. I might be wrong. If not, then best limited series. Not <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> Who's gonna keep right. signing on the line? You know? Continuing. Chad Cave asked, "When is Kevin Smith coming on?" Uh, I wish he was coming on. Uh, in, in a couple right of we're, done talking. we're definitely yeah. talking about. He's him. waiting behind yeah. the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, best continuing. I don't even see it. Best limited. Um, it was. Oh, here we go. After the yeah. Department of Truth's on there, Department not something that's killing the children. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Exactly. He's getting yeah. love, but not that book. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so it is. All right, let's get into some of this uh, Venom talk. We'll put Chad Chad through it. Uh, we'll get into some Venom talk before we get I know into the He-Man stuff. Chomping at the bit. Yeah. Um, do we have any uh, uh, stuff like uh, uh, art or anything to go along with this? Do we uh, Do we want to bring up anything? Yeah, let's bring up some. Okay. Well, I need to refill my drinks. Of that. So the, the clickbait headline for this segment is Venom 200 is not Venom 200. And uh, did people... Marvel make a mistake? <sighs> All right. So what's the story on this? How, how, how could Marvel have made a mistake with this numbering? Do they know they made a mistake? It is on purpose. That's the question. <laughs> I, I could say, yeah, they did. Is they they've changed their tune on some of what they've uh, considered part of the Venom run. So, 
All right. So what? Uh, what? How did you? How did you f- figure this out? Were you? Were you collecting all the Venom stuff, and it was obvious? Was this just some talk in the in the comic store that you guys were just bullshitting? Like, hey, I think this is off. Yeah, I mean, I've been collecting Venom comics ever since Lethal Protector number one came out, um, and I've just constantly been up on the books. I have a lot of the one shots that he was in, pretty much all of the miniseries that he came out in, and. When I started reviewing this, this happened back in issue 150 when they first released their uh, cover gallery of what they considered the actual legacy books. And I noticed there was a bunch of things missing, things out of order. Um, and then now with this book, they've released another cover gallery where they've taken out some of those things from 150 and put other ones in and rearranged some things. And it's like, it doesn't seem like they know exactly what they're doing with the legacy. What did they rearrange? Um, I mean, it's pretty convenient that Kate's final issue is also number 200. So it's like, was it engineered yeah. to kind of have this milestone? Yeah. Um, you, you could be said that this could have been issue 250, though, as well, because of all the comics that they oh, could wow. have worked things around. So um, basically about a year ago or something, they came out and said that they do the legacy number based on how many comics that character is in total. Is that what they're saying? Yes. And so they're so, probably leaving out like uh, some mini series or something. Yeah, mini series, one shots, uh, some some annuals and stuff. What, what are the they, big ones they've left out? Um, well, it, originally in the 150 um, cover gallery, they left out the Sign of the Boss two issue mini series, and now in 200, it's actually included. But they took out. Um, let's see, what was it? The. Uh, Venom Super Special number one, part of the Planet of the Symbiotes arc. And they took out the flashback uh, Seeds of Darkness, which was That the, sounds like um, that should be canon, though, right? Yeah. Planet it, of the Symbiotes it, it, one? That should be canon for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. Like, uh, they they didn't include the Rune versus Venom book, which, yeah, you can technically say that's a... Uh, book that's just like a little one shot it was just a crossover with malibu comics but that whole storyline was a continuation of the planet of the symbiotes arc because one of those uh symbiotes from that arc took over rune but they're not included in it so yeah i think that's the old one yeah i'm trying to find the newer one yeah and, you know they, they do a lot of weird things too like they keep uh, messing up the the when the hunted and the hunger came out because the hunted actually came out before the hunger, but they put the hunger ahead of the hunted for some reason. I don't know why. And if you, if you go by, there's a Wikipedia page uh, that has a list of all the Venom titles, and it, they've got them in order by release date on there. This is interesting because it says right here the numbering for Venom is appropriately an alien construct. At least to normal comics numbering conventions, it includes another restart after this, allowing it to reach number two hundred in twenty twenty one. Yeah. So they did set it up to reach two hundred in twenty twenty one. But I mean, there was other stuff that was left out. Where like Spider Man: The Venom Agenda was a one shot, but then you had the miniseries for Venom versus Carnage got left out. Um, Anti Venom: The New Ways to Live uh, miniseries got left out. Um, the all of Venom versus Venom, Venomize all got left out. Uh, Venom first hosts got left out. 
Wow, yeah. we've got a lot of books. That's a big book. Yeah. It's first host, it, it introduced Sleeper, which is a character that's actually pretty big in the comics right now, too. Does it so, give you legacy numbering can. on this? But they actually Leftover Zaggy says you have to hunt first and then you're hungry. That's why they put in that order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Where... hey, but also it's like no, you're hungry, so you go hunting. Yeah. You can oh, argue. I'm trying to find ways. the whole. So the what whole should list it actually here. be at like two twenty to eighteen? Then two seventeen. Yeah, I mean, I added up a lot of them, and it, it they're missing about somewhere around forty to fifty books in there. Forty to fifty. Yeah. Out of those, which would you say are absolutely essential? Probably First Host, Venom Carnage. Um, I mean, you conclude the include the Venomverse stuff. See, the other things they did too is they they left out all the uh, the mm -hmm. Web of Venom one shots um, from Volume Four, but they included all the Point One books from uh, Volume Two. So it's like there's it, no consistency there at all. Well, it's because crazy. they they probably had this planned out for a while, right? Yeah. Because uh, did they, I wonder if they based it off a lot the of movie. people in the chat, and I agree with them. A lot of people in the chat saying the Marvel should just do legacy numbering, and I kind of agree. Like you, messing up legacy numbering is bad. That's kind of like yeah. the backbone of the continuity, and Marvel relies heavily on the continuity of the <laughs> tapestry of the characters. Yeah. That's like Marvel one thing they should not mess up. Issue to issue as well, too. I mean, I, there was books from Amazing Spider-Man where they said uh, one book was Legacy, um, what was it, like 671, and then the next issue was 672, but then they put 671 for the next issue after that and then said that the following issue was uh, 674 or something like that. I mean, they, they just mess up their numbers all the time. Huh. That's interesting. And I know there's a, there's an infographic similar to the one we're looking at and for the Hulk, and there's just like an error in there, and they missed a couple Hulk issues, and they ended yeah. up running with that number. So it's Donna like, Kate's come on, Marvel. When he starts writing it. Yeah. That well, should be a job, someone's places. position to just work the editor? legacy numbering on all their titles. Yeah. Legacy numbering editor? Legacy e numbering champion, yeah. We should all write to Marvel. Yeah. Excuse you. Yeah. Can you well, please explain Corbin, do you this? think uh, DC should have legacy numbering on all their books? I mean, I'm going to have to go well, There's just too much to string it all together. It's weird. I mean, just when you think that you can, another crisis event happens. So I guess not. <laughs> but like, it would be kind of cool to have some sort of continuity in that way. I just don't think at right now, especially with the way DC's working with, you know, Future State and now Infinite. Wait, like, you know what? What am I now. talking about? Because Detective in Action, that's the ultimate in legacy Actually, continuity. That is right? true. That is true. Yeah. For, we cannot yeah, forget that. That is very true. -ish. You're right about that. You know, I'm thankful that they've never messed with those numbers on those books. At all. Yeah. The minute they do that, they know they're done. <laughs> that yeah, is very anyway. true. Yeah, rebooting is just stupid. I don't know why they, they just can't keep going with them. 
that's why, you know, props to Amazing Spider-Man for going almost 70 issues. You know, there's some Marvel titles that stretch it out. Savage Avengers Mm -hmm. is going to hit like 30 issues soon, and that's one of my favorite comics. Just a little plug there for Savage Avengers. (laughs) Though back in the 90s when the Superman books used to put the uh, Superman seal on there with the number for that storyline, I thought those were pretty cool when they did that. Dude, Comic Cron mm. does a does like a reading order, comic book reading order thing. Have you guys or comicbookreadingorders.com? I, I apologize, not Comic Cron. Did you guys ever look at this? This is kind of cool. It gives uh, I haven't looked uh, at this one, but there is a reading a Marvel reading order that some guy created that I've been using, and it's you can definitely tell it's like one guy made this website, but it's really amazing. You could literally yeah. read each Marvel book in the order that they were released all time. Wow. Well, there's also cool. a continuity kind of list, like where if they went back in time in the, you know, like remember like when Marvel retcon? did, yeah, like a retcon, they put that in a in a Marvel reading, you know, continuity reading order type thing, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but let's see here. I wonder if we can go to Marvel characters, go to Venom, and it tells us Venom isn't even on here. Look at that. Oh, is that the name of the site? Comic book reading order. Yeah, comicbookreadingorders.com. And I don't oh, even yeah, see Venom. Out. Damn. No Venom. No Venom. It's a conspiracy. No yeah. They're hiding the truth. They're hiding. <laughs> Venom Inc. Venom Verse. They don't have Venom. It's kind of weird. Anyways, geez, comicbookreadingorders.com sucks. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, nobody just, you, just about to give it some real love. You're like, actually? <laughs> Get the fuck. Let's, uh, we're going to edit that one. Uh, all right. Uh, start now. Thank you for joining us. No. Um, all right. All right. Here we go. Let's, uh, Let's talk about what everybody uh, is 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 crying about about Kevin Smith. Uh, Kevin Smith isn't a real fan. Kevin, Kevin Smith isn't a real fan. Um, you know why people are are acting like that? Because there's so many Kevin Smith fanboys out there, Kevin Smith stands that are that are going to attack you if you play a video showing that he's not a He Man fan. Like, I mean, I don't think those exist, do they? Rewind that again. I didn't quite catch that. Oh, did he? I think he I said something. I have no love for He-Man. His minions have no love for He-Man either. I know, but I have no love for He-Man either. But he's got a place in in the world in a comic book store. He can't make fun of somebody else's interest. You're like He-Man. And then, and then he had to uh, even get some more. Uh, some more receipts pulled out <laughs> where he made a tweet back in, you know, when he was 13 sitting on the shitter that uh, he wasn't a He-Man fan. So what do you guys think about this whole thing? I mean, I think there's, in two, all honesty, there's two levels to this. Yes. There's, there's should someone who in the past said he wasn't a fan be making a TV show. And then the question is also, Per, uh, there's a third article that with an interview with him that is a super fan. Super fan. Yeah. So are, do we hate the fact that a non-fan is making the show? Or do we hate the fact on top of that that he's trying to pretend he's a super fan? I think which... that's what it is. It's fine that he wasn't a huge fan. You know what? His job is to create stuff. 
His job exactly. is a corrector. His job is to write. That's yeah, he's, he's a so guy like, that you can handle a prop, give a property to, and say write write a script on this. That's his job. Yeah, and that's totally cool. If he wasn't a huge fan, but you know what? He's still got to work like everybody else. I get it. If he just would have stuck to the hair. Hey, How many people who are non-fans make a lot of the stuff we watch? Most people. It's great. As a Star Trek a fan, I can attest to that. <laughs> but your Star Trek takes, man. Oh, yeah. Fucking J.J. Abrams. Best Star Trek. Literally We're not said he didn't even understand here. Star Trek, and he made Star Trek. I think Brian's going to edit I'm this sorry. part it's, out, too. It's fine. <laughs> Zack Snyder read Batman The Dark Knight Returns and walked away with the idea that Batman kills people. So, yeah. I, well, I just think I, it's okay. You know what? Well, it is Dark say, you know what? I, I wasn't a huge. He didn't kill anyone. Ish. He didn't kill anyone. He just crippled. Sorry. <laughs> say that again, Kyle. MG says, <laughs> I think people are more annoyed at the fact that he's lying than the fact that he's uh, he's not a fan or was not a fan in the past. Yeah, if you just I, said, hey, I wasn't a He-Man fan, but once I got into this project and once I really went back and researched He-Man, I discovered that, you know what, I was wrong when I was younger. Okay, cool. We're all, we would all be, be a fan now. That. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Your 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 taste changes. Well, what about the rumors it? that this isn't even a He-Man show, that it's about Tila? He-Man? Uh, no. Yeah, now that's bullshit. If that actually happens, yeah, no. that's bullshit. And this 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 yeah. looks really good. I'm sorry. Like I don't care if if, if Kevin Smith hated it does look pretty cool. This looks awesome. It looks so good. I'm not good. sorry. <laughs> that and, looks dope. And, yeah, it does. It looks I'm definitely looks gonna absolutely... check out the show and I'll probably read the uh, prequel comic when it comes out. Yeah. I just can't well, believe that people save and look for these kind of tweets like Kevin Smith announces he's getting a man. So this, so somebody takes it upon themselves to like dig through years of tweets to find this. Like, this is yeah. crazy. Well, uh, I w I do want to give a quick shout out to Juan Drew over at Wanted Comics. Uh, Wanted Comics is a big friend of the channel and just a good dude. Drew's a du really good yeah. dude. Uh, we appreciate the hell out of him. And he, uh, we were lucky enough to talk about this on the Flipside Show Monday night. Dave Wilkins was on with us, who is a legendary a master of the universe artist an awesome episode yeah and, and we were that so stoked to talk to have him on but we got to talk about this cover uh which is you know dark horse decided to do the um the prequel like ish was saying uh comic to the this kevin smith series and they announced that dave wilkins was going to do variants for issues two through four but no number one and everybody was like, why? And so Drew, smarter than a whip, was like, all right, I'm going to get Dave Wilkins to do number one as my exclusive. So now you guys can get a full set of Dave Wilkins covers to Masters of the Universe Revelation um, if you guys keep an eye on WannaComics.com. It's WannaComics with an X and follow them on their IG. But this is really good. I, I love this cover. Yeah. And Dave Wilkins is one of those guys that still has his like day job and he just does comics, you know, on the side because they're fun, which absolutely blows me away. I, I mean, uh, what's his name from Canto? I know does the same thing. And there's a lot of guys out there that work in comics that it's just their hot. It's just what they like to do for fun. Right. And their real job is something different. Or so. just, hey, you know what? I totally know that feeling. 
Yeah, you know that feeling? Yeah. I do yeah. know that feeling. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Kevin Smith is uh, listed as a writer with Rob David on this. Um, people that uh, are Masters Universe fans know Rob David, or, you know, he's a big name in that, in that area. So, um, super dope. Uh, really. The only thing I want to say uh, that kind of pisses me off about this, and I think Drew and Dave will will agree, they should have done a Virgin cover. Yes, because you, you it, this Masters of the Universe revelation is all over Skeletor's face. Yep, uh, or at least put that down here. I don't know. I just I would have much rather seen Skeletor. Um, but cool stuff. Absolutely or make dope. it so Masters of the Universe was behind. Do you guys remember the? Uh... You guys remember the Masters of the Universe series probably like a year and a half ago from DC six part? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that right. issue number one, the B cover was a Skeletor cover and it was dope. Fire. Which he did. Dave Wilkins, that's his most famous cover. Amazing. Um, yeah, and it is probably uh one of the top ten greatest covers, um, in my opinion, ever in comics and uh for those of you guys that don't know what we're talking about i'm glad you brought it up ish because it is absolutely fire i'll bring it up for everybody there you go and that's basically what uh it's a companion piece to the this the the um, wanted comics one that's coming out is a companion piece to this um so this is uh the wanted this is the um skeletor uh cover that uh, Ish was talking about, and then of course you have the one. Actually, that wasn't the one I was talking about. It was it's another not. series, but that's oh. equally amazing. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Because, like, man, and this is so hard to find. That was we the series right before that. Yeah, this is. Um, we we talked to Dave about it, and we asked him, like, what is the you know what is the actual uh, numbers on this? And cause we thought it was a one in 25 and it turns out it might be a one in 100, which makes it even more rare. Uh, this is the, one of my biggest regrets is not buying this. I saw it at dreadnought comics, uh, years ago before anybody was everything. hot and they <laughs> sold it for, and it was for 300 bucks and I didn't buy it. And this is a $2,000 book all day. So man, I feel terrible about that. But anyways, Shit happens. Shit happens, right? Make sure uh, you pick up this one though, so you don't feel like me. Um, but yeah, I need anyways, to mine. yeah. Anyways, I, I'm I'm really stoked. I think I think the the show looks amazing, and I'm gonna give Kevin Smith a pass. What do, What do you think, Kyle? That's how I am too. He get he yeah. gets. You know what? He's he's <laughs> giving me enough. He's giving me enough entertainment that I'll let it slide this time. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think if anything, doing this project and how it's turned out has made him a super fan. Like, how can you? This looks so amazing. They did such a good job with it. Mm -hmm. um, they have all the characters in there. I was like, cool that they showed Scareglow. Uh, the song that they used for it, which is the song that we got hit for copyright, uh, that ooh, I Need a ooh, Hero. Ooh, ooh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, they did such a good job. <laughs> don't even hum it yeah okay they, i'll be quiet she'll uh she'll strike us uh, with the copyright if, even if you hum it so you can do the dance though corbin yes okay <laughs> yeah um who was saying the other night there was somebody saying that uh, if you remember he-man never actually threw a punch he would always like throw somebody or you know knock somebody down he would never actually throw a punch 
So it looks like he might actually throw a punch in this one. So Good make sure Lord, you guys if go he throws a punch in this, they will be hell to pay for. <laughs> That's kind of like the G.I. Joe. Remember when every time G.I. Joe shot down a rattler, uh, the little parachute would pop open? <laughs> always, always. See, that made it okay to watch when you were a like kid. Batman. You know, what's the deal? <laughs> what kind of clerk is rude to customers? So you guys, you think this will um, – is this the show that's going to revive He-Man? Yes, mm -hmm. I think so. Bigger, <laughs> upper strata of fandom. It could. Does it lead to a? Does it lead to a, a live action, a decent live action one? I'm really glad that they decided not to go straight to live action. Right? Don't they already have a live action one they can watch? Yes, they, they do. Want? And it was mm -hmm. fire. It was fire. I don't care how great that. that wig I is. watched the Frank Langella as Skeletor. Come on. There yeah. it is. Just stick with that. Just stick with that. Lord. It's like, yeah. I don't have I'm to ask for another Batman movie. I had Batman forever if I ever need a Batman movie. So I just think yeah. we got to be happy with what we have. Get that. Anyways. <laughs> Corbin. Yeah. yeah. So, Dolph uh, Lundgren for... was a better He Man than Val Kilmer was Batman. Oh, get the Goodbye. fuck out of here. Goodbye. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not, I'm, I agree with Corbin. I'm not. I'm not bad. I, I don't dislike Dolph, or I mean, uh, Val Kilmer as Batman. I think the worst Val or Batman is by far George Clooney, right? The, I agree. We agree. We yeah. can put that. Yes, definitely. I just yeah, so. he's got to throw it in there. Hundred percent. Oh man, it's been fun. It's fun. Do you know Dolph Lundgren is like a math genius? Did you guys know that? And he yep, smells he's a biochemist. Yeah, he was he's a biochemist. biochemist. Yeah. I'm not yep. surprised. You could tell me that guy went to the moon. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> <laughs> Back to He-Man, though. Um, you guys know the Netflix show, The Toys That Made Us? Yep. Mm -hmm. The He-Man episode was, wow, incredible. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Um, just some of the numbers they had were the sales. You know, It was like $750 million in sales, and then overnight plummeted to like $40 million. Because of Shira. Yep. I don't know if you guys remember that part. Yep. Very mm -hmm. dramatic. The behind the scenes of He Man were almost more dramatic than the show. Well, um, He Man stuff is absolutely bonkers. How expensive that sh that shit is. Uh, the, the OG like, figures. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, uh, let me bring those up. I've got I've got some crazy stuff. This I showed. Uh, just like raw figures missing all the you know stuff just the figure itself easily go for like 30 bucks yeah uh-huh and not only that there are some figures that go for uh you know thousands um the okay, faker figures castle Grayskull. yeah yeah that's like three figures or four figures yeah how about how about these ones like though all those figures are great but uh don't nobody know about these figures watch these let me show you guys these. These are funny. Um, who out there has their Emperor Trump Masters of the Universe? <laughs> right? You oh, ain't geez. got none of those. Oh, gee. How about uh, Bling Man? There's Bling Man. Uh, I'm going to get my Sons and Four action figure, though. Yeah, Sons and yeah, Four action figure. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say, speaking of that, the yeah. Sons and Four didn't got an action figure. <laughs> so uh, there we go. Battle Pants Skeletor. Needs to acquire so. that. Wait, wait, that hypno squid was dope. Yeah, here's the hypno squid one. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, you guys, there's if you have a phone nowadays and uh, and are you know innovative or or creative, 
uh, you can make money selling crazy stuff. I need to hit up our boy Tim, who who three D prints us stuff. Shout out to see him three D printing us some badass He Man stuff. Yes, sir. Or, or Sons and Four action figure. Or the Sons uh, and Four uh, action figure. Or not as four. a Lakers fan, or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Will, didn't you uh, didn't you recently acquire the new line of all the He Man figures? I know you were hunting for them. Did you oh, get all of them? Still a few I'm missing, but I've I've got almost all of them now. Yeah, there <laughs> is. Um, did you guys see the wrestling He-Man figures? There's a faker version of John Cena. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> I have that. That's so great. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, all right, um, let's see here. Let me get rid of this. Get rid of this. All right. Do you guys want to get into uh, comic reviews? Or, or wait, did I skip something? I might have skipped something. Hold on here. We got Eisner. We got Kevin Smith. We got Venom. Um, let's We're see going here. through it. Titan Batman. trailer. Batman. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, here we come to the R-rated portion of the show. <laughs> Is it late enough this? on the uh, West Coast? So uh, it's eight sixteen. Close enough. I already put my child there, to yeah. bed. So. Oh, it's over. It's 816. Well, that's the temperature outside, right? 816. <laughs> oh, my God. It might as well be here. Just about be. Yeah. You're right. You're not lying. I believe all, all five of us are in uh, the valley here. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, right. it's, it's a nice cool 108 right now. So Nice. We had a hell of a week here, folks. What are you talking about? It's 118 Seriously. in Phoenix. I've got yeah. 114 right now. Hey, 114 at 8 p.m. Yeah. That's how hot the Phoenix Suns are. Yeah, I, dude, that's what I bitched about last week. They're so hot, man. They're they're, they're heating up the valley. Yeah. They're killing us. So uh, the Batman stuff, uh, Kyle. Can I share your screen? You care? Yeah, go for it. Right. So uh, this, uh, this this is was, what started it. Yeah, and and who doesn't love Moon Knight memes? Like they're the best. Um, I love uh, the ketamine Moon Knight stuff. It's absolutely fantastic. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go search it. Um, but uh, this one, for some reason, man, got had everybody talking, right? Don't understand why. I mean, I mean, it's great. You, you see, Moon Knight is better than Batman. Oh yeah, name two things he can that that Batman That's can such do. A weird Kill argument. criminals and go down on his girlfriend. That's on me. I set the bar too low. So that came out, and then the other day, we had this official statement from DC, which I think is probably, it's perfect, it's awesome. In light of recent conversations surrounding the much-beloved DC character Batman, we at DC Comics feel compelled to correct this gross mischaracterization of the world's greatest detective. So to clarify, it's our official stance that Batman would indeed perform oral intercourse, I like that they said oral intercourse, on Catwoman. And not just because he expects it back in return, he just generally enjoys it. Good for him. Honestly, it's like, it's like giving her an orgasm is the same as getting one. I agree with that. I mean, if the she wanted to return the favor, nobody would say, of course he wouldn't say no, of course. But no pressure, honestly. He just loves being down there. Just That's to confirm, great. isn't it? Just to confirm, forensics, Batman would indeed look at now, look at good, and look at pussy just like he should. DC Comics. So our 
So this comes out. Mr. Zack Snyder says, you know what? It's canon. <laughs> it's been canon since like 1988. For those of you guys who in the know remember this one. Who yeah, remembers I, this? Who I is totally old enough? I remember that. Right? Mm-hmm. For those of you guys I, that don't know, that don't know what I'm talking about, this is Red Dog Beer. Red Dog Beer yeah, is something that was um, around for a little bit of time. And uh, they, that when you would look on the cap and you would look at the cap upside down, right? <laughs> yeah, you get this. Always. Yeah. So we always said, you know, <laughs> Batman eating out Catwoman. So it's been canon for a Jesus. long time. So there you I guys go. That. <laughs> yeah. I can just imagine Batman fighting some guy and he's got to stop it. Put a little pee out of his mouth. I mean, listen. <laughs> he goes, oh, Batman. They're like, whoa, I know what you've been doing. And since it's Catwoman, oh, do we get fur balls here? Batman <laughs> coughs up a fur ball. <laughs> All I'm saying, you had what Eartha Kit and Julie Newmar back in the day. Like you best believe, you know Adam, Adam, Adam West Batman was getting some action. That rubber suit all day, running around on rooftops. Thank you. Get out of here. Like, like, yeah. Alfred, oh, he wasn't with running that, on with the a tray with like a Listerine bottle, sir, for your mouth to cleanse. You know what he was running for now? I'll take drive through. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. So to tie this into Venom too, did you guys see the meme about that with Venom and everything? Yeah. It uh it started with the woman that says, Damn, that's a huge tongue you got there. Suppose uh you're the Venom guy. And he's saying yes. And he goes, Hey, wait, what are you doing? And it shows her again and she's like sitting on the floor with her legs spread open. She goes, Giving you the opportunity to become a hero. Oh. Wow! <laughs> All I'm saying, Batman's that's a, that's a right image though. Venom's yeah. tongue coming at your fucking loins. <laughs> that guy, Batman, easy, man. Yeah. He's right. Cat really had his tongue. Batman's <laughs> job is to clean up the streets yeah, of Gotham. I, I have no doubt he hasn't done that. He cleans it up. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Literally, his life's mission: cleaning up the streets of Gotham. Come on, it's not that hard. Hey, he, really, he already kind of hangs out in a cave already. So, if DC really put that out, like, and 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 I had a hard that, time believing that's an official statement from DC. I know. Are you guys yeah. confirming? That? I think Jim Lee himself wrote it. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> this is probably this is some sort of like corporate thing it violates. No, it's I'm real. Sure Someone at Time Warner is offended. I can't believe that. I'm definitely it's totally you know what? We really need to retaliate against that Moon Knight meme. We need to come out with a statement. You know? And Where are all these Moon Knight fans coming? They're coming out of the woodwork all of a sudden. I don't know. Listen, they've just been hiding, waiting for Moon Knight buzz, and they'll disappear <laughs> like they always the do. Meme. Just come out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, I've been a Moon Knight fan all my life. Uh, Moon Knight's brother, Batman. Uh, and then it's like, okay, name one story. Uh, uh, who's Bushmaster? Uh, Moon Knight, and that's it. So, rumor is that it's it's Marco who started all this. Yeah, yeah. It, you know what? It, that's no rumor. You're right. It is. Marco. Yeah, man. You know, Moon Knight. Gotta go. Marvel's better. Marco out. Watch the Star Wars show. <laughs> like, here we are. 
Mm. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> shout out to Marco, man. Love you, but yeah. Always just getting me down. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get into uh, so how do you How do you explain this to the young Batman fan? Uh, you know, I sure he already Daddy, knows about it. That they easy. will understand when they get older. No, you tell them absolutely, and then leave it at that. If Mommy, Daddy's the Batman, Batman and you just go, shh, yes. He doesn't kill, <laughs> and he always goes down. Like, that's all you got. That's it. <laughs> he doesn't kill, and he goes down. That's all you need to know. The two basic tenets of Batman. There you are. That's all I got. That was interesting. <laughs> are we going to get a sideshow side, side statue now? Oh, my God. How awesome would that be? I would be, I would be first in line to buy it. I would can we get a Build-A-Figure? Build-A-Figure. We can do it. We can do it. They do a Legos one. Funko Pop. Funko Pop. Oh. There you go. Where's oh, Johnny? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Johnny? Yep. The cannon, the cannon, Batman enjoying licking vagina pop. Yep. Number 321. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think Chad's got it right. Moon Knight tosses <laughs> salads. <laughs> it's like those Mediterranean type salads. Though. Wow. No, it's like salad and go. You know? It's like a couscous salad or something. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight's behind Batman. Yeah, there. no, yeah. Hey, stick Batman kills right. in the sack. Shot to, exactly. <laughs> These guys know what's up. Exactly. That's great. <laughs> At least they didn't drag Robin into this. Oh, no, not uh, yet. No, it's, yeah. Well, I, I just got in trouble from my wife. I see that. Where yeah. the Moon Knight. She is a big Moon Knight fam. I'm sorry. That sucks. <laughs> You're gonna pay for that tonight. Corbin, you should read Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight Run. It is really incredible. Yeah, I gotta say, I only read was like early Doug Lynch, so I do gotta read some more of him. So I, I, Warren will, Ellis. I will say, that Jeff Lemire almost took the character and just kind of almost created like a definitive. Oh wow! Version. Okay, Glory oh, Horde. I gotta go to the Cat Cave. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's great. Hey, I'd love to see Joel Jones draw that, right? No, Jen Bartel. Ooh, her too. <laughs> Shadow of the Bat holding me in there. Anyway, but yeah, cool, cool. Okay. All right, let's get into uh, comic you, reviews. You guys ready? Wait, wait before we do, I got one more comment. I'm going to show this. You know what would be better with this picture? If you saw the bat signal back up here. <laughs> That's what would have made this picture. Oh my perfect. gosh. They can do a, a companion series to Batman Damned, Batman Downed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bring the bring the Batwang back. All right, I'm gonna, I'll be right yeah. back. I'm gonna go, I'm I'm gonna go recharge. I need to go eat my spinach. I'll be right back. So all right, let's all right. let's uh let's switch gears and we'll start with uh we'll do some comic book reviews. So let's, let's uh, do it. Uh, Corbin hasn't been here for a while, and uh, he hasn't <laughs> got the joy of doing a comic review for a while. And beware, everybody, tonight's going to be a little bit DC heavy. Since we have Corbin back, we've decided to uh, keep it a little bit. So we'll start with Corbin. Corbin, let's start with. Uh, All right. Which one would you like to start over. with? Would you start? Would you Honestly, like to start with? I mean. 
Uh, let's start with Milestone Returns because it's not exactly new, but it's new to me since I just picked it up so, a little bit ago. So, Miles? A Milestone Returns? Yeah. Milestone, Infinite yeah. Edition. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So, let me get this going. <clears throat> let me get this up. Of course, my computer's being slizzo. It's all good. I can talk about it in the meantime, between time. And... Um, so, okay. You ready? Oh, hold on. Adonis is okay. saying, hey. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's up? Down in the hold house. Adonis said, what's up? Okay. Here All we right. go. Um, cool, cool. So, yeah, Milestone Returns. It's honestly this, you know, the inclusion of Milestone back in the DC Universe was announced. It's been over a year now. Um, having the, the Milestone Returns comic has been out. I mean, it was already a, I think it was a 20, it was a brief kind of um, digital issue during DC fandom event. Uh, and then a couple months ago, they took it back out and added 24 new pages uh, to kind of go into the new series they're doing with Milestone. And what they did, and what this is about, and honestly, I talked about this a couple months ago when I was breaking down the history of Milestone comics and and the different stories. But the Big Bang, which was back in 1993, um, it was like a gang war, uh, basically social unrest, police shot, you know, chemicals that hadn't been tested. A lot of people died. Those who didn't die were given superpowers. They went and up dated that to a protest event just gonna leave it there where the exact same thing happened what do you think they were what, given some powers huh sorry to interrupt wasn't it what it was the, they were given the some effects, powers it was the effects, the effects of, of it that, that yeah that, that chemical. of the chemicals and the weapons mm-hmm. yeah exactly okay. it was an experimental tear gas it's kind of mist or something yeah, um, Alva, I think, well, the, I don't want to go too specific, but Alva was okay, the industries okay. that did this here. No, no, it's fine. I'm still fine <laughs> on it. But basically, um, a lot, like, it was a lot of carnage, and those who didn't die were, like, like they show, they, it showed that they had different superpowers. Um, and that was kind of the basis of the Milestone universe. And so, like what this book did... Fight the power. Yes and no. It's it's interesting that you said that, but yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, it was definitely socially charged, uh, especially for its time back then. Uh, and this book, the the infinite updated version, takes a lot of that and brings it with them. Except you can see it start branching out. So some of the bigger social norms or or what you would expect during um, the heightened emotions of protesting and things like that come into play. Um, different people brought in by different areas. Some were just happened to be in, in the position. Some were going there to speak their voice. Yes, Jay, that's exactly what it is. It is a, a reboot of Milestone. And so what this book does, and great images, Kyle, is it starts with that event, and then it goes to the different characters that are going to make up this universe. So you have, of course, Static. You have Icon, who we talked about, basically the um, Milestone version of, of Superman in that way. Um, you have his sidekick Rocket. You have, um, it's not a perfect analogy, but like Milestone's version of Iron Man and hardware. And so these characters, each kind of page is dedicated to the creation of a new character, whether that be, you know, Static finding out that he now has his powers or um, hardware finding out that, hey, I helped create this and they're going to blame me because in his mind, you know, I'm black and that's what I'm going to be blamed. But don't worry, I was ready for this. I have this new equipment that I'm going to fight back. Like that sort of um, mindset. And each character has a different one. So like hardware is nowhere near as heroic in my mind as static is. Or you have a bunch of people with powers that they didn't want that, you know, one person has it said he has acid um, when he drools or poops or whatever. It's acid. And I'll, be, other I'll, be, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest, man. Right here? Yeah. Uh-huh. I've I've been there, been there, done that. Drooling, I, I've, pooping. 
It's, Acid. I, I have had this. I have had this horrible poops where I swear static I electricity is coming out. For I mean, I swear. Mm -hmm. I, I I totally feel him right now and connect with him on this panel right here. It was frozen this morning, White Castle to does it to me. Oh, Corbin. Yeah. Now is this White the Castle. same character as uh, there was a DC cartoon static? Exactly, and honestly, it that's is. another thing. So I guess it is. Uh, okay. You can kind okay. of, and I, yeah, you, I appreciate you even bringing that up. This, um, the Milestone okay. Returns book, is really kind of like a brief anthology introduction of the characters that are going to be spawning this universe. So it kicks off with our next book. We'll talk about in a second, Static, and they're calling it Season One. But each character is. Um, going to have a six-issue miniseries or a six-issue series, a season that's designed to uh, bring new readers in as well to kind of get caught back up into this universe. So you have established readers. I'm sure you all have had experience either watching Static Shock or reading some of the old Static books or, or Milestone books. Um, I used to read them uh, uh, what I could find growing up, and a lot of them now are available on DC Universe Infinite. So I've been reading them as well. But it's designed to have this short kind of compacted, I guess you could say limited series, where you can get new readers into it. Um, and Isn't that's what my a, a live action show coming? It's been talked about, yeah, Michael B. Jordan directing. Um, well, that was probably a movie, actually. I don't know if there was oh, a okay. show coming. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything to that effect. Um, outside of Black Lightning, of course, which, yeah. But um, going into that, so it's Static was the first book off of that. That dropped this past week. Um, I think you have Icon come out next month and Hardware um, the month after. But uh, it took the same creative team. So you had uh, one guy, that, the way that all these books have been done, you have one guy who was part of the original uh, Milestone team um, along with two new writers. So Dwayne McDuffie, he was kind of the architect of this. He passed away in 2011. Um, I think it was a heart, a heart operation gone bad. And then what's even more tragic about the um, static side is that their um, inker also passed away this year, early this year. So like the creative team that started static is no longer with us now so what but, you get we get from that is if you are isn't this written by reginald DC, Hudlin, though? yes but no no it what when it first was started no so like if the you original on this, team you end up dying is that what you're saying corbin like the original team of it back in 93 i'm sorry what'd you say bro, kyle <laughs> i said so if you work on static shock or static what you're saying Curse. is the creative teams ends up dying. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I, I just I'm I'm not saying that, but I'm also yeah. But no, Hudland and others are involved, but they weren't the ones that were writing it to begin with. Um, at least hey, not. Patrick. Well, his name Scottish. is pretty much splashed on the cover of oh, this new one, right? I believe so. Yeah, no, I'm saying no. Okay, so Hudland is one of the original members of Milestone in general. Yes, but you're saying been working on Static from back in '93. And he's survived the curse so far. Yeah, so I mean, he's on it now. But before it was, um, I'm forgetting the illustrated name. I'll come up with it as I keep talking. But it was McDuffie that was doing most of the writing for Static specifically. Okay. So that was the difference Hudlin's there. Pretty big um, name because he's a Hollywood guy too. He's directed a lot of uh, cult movies and stuff. Yeah. So, oh no, you're, yeah, he's been good. And honestly, here it is. So it's on the back of um, Static season one at the very end. Um, John Paul Leon. He um, was one the anchor for a lot of the work. And so with his passing, um, basically the writers of 93, static number one was McDuffie, um, Robert L. Washington. Of course, the artists are all gone now. So yeah, just if you were writing that team, it sucks to even say, but yeah. But anyway, going um, into <laughs> static number one, it basically re reboots Virgil Hawkins 
This is after the protest, after the Big Bang. That story was already set up in the um, milestone returns. And so now mm-hmm. he's going back to school. He's been out for a while, obviously having, you know, electric shits and whatnot. Excuse my French there. Um, now he's shit. back. <laughs> and he's, you know, still trying to talk to a girl he had a crush with, a girl he followed to the protest to begin with. Um, and he's also finding out that a lot of the people that he was bullied by also have powers as well. Um, and this culminates, at least this first issue, in a fight with one of his longtime um, nemesis in, um trying to remember his name here because I just no, had don't it. Go, Chad, don't go. <laughs> huh? Oh, he's gone. But no, it, it it culminates in one of his um nemesis that he ends up fighting, Francis Stone. Um he basically shows up at his house, um, revealing his powers. They had already had a fight earlier in Milestone Returns. He's like, Hey, I'm back, I've mastered it, let's go. And that is how his family finds out that static has his powers. And what I enjoyed from this book, aside from the artwork, which took me a minute to kind of get used to this kind of, I don't want to say anime S style, but it was definitely um, a different style of what I'm used to uh, was the fact that you can kind of see the emotion of Virgil Hawkins already being a hero, despite not having the static outfit that he would have. He sees his family being threatened. He tries to handle it peacefully. And then he goes out and is the static that we know. And it ends on a cliffhanger as we go into the next seat, as we go into the next um, issue coming out, but I really enjoyed this book. I think it was a great starting point for those who want to gain the static shock or remember the TV series. It's obviously been updated, but it keeps a lot of the same spirit in my mind of the original series in this book. That's what they needed to do. They really needed to find a way to re, you know, ignite that that storyline and that feeling because the last couple of series have been really garbage um they went a yeah, weird route yeah. and even the show was wasn't as good as i hoped you know i know yeah i like the crossovers which you're right the development of, of virgil as a character was something that was kind of lacking um and then in the comics he's even worse when they brought him to dc you had a couple odd issues here and there then you had like a 2011 run that i didn't think was super great and now you have this and the fact that they're keeping it in the dakota verse you know keeping it in its own kind of self-contained universe i think is great for its own story and development, not having to shoehorn it into a Superman book or a crisis event or something like that. Really focus on those characters and, and, and let them build off each other. Um, yeah. So that was why I included um, Milestone, because I had not read it before, but it really ties in. I think it's a great pickup just to get into static, but you absolutely do not need to read that original piece to get into it. Um, and I was really excited. It was a really good book. I would I would say you should most definitely um, just to know all the other storylines are there. It's one of four different books that are out, but Static Season One um, I enjoyed, so definitely high praise on that. Do we like this right, new next, trend of uh-huh. uh, comic book volumes being called seasons? Not at all. Green Lantern. No, I'm not a big fan of it. It's like almost like they want you to think of the TV and comic as kind of almost like the mediums are together, like, mm-hmm. with no separation. I, I Mm-hmm. seasons episodes i will say this ish like i do like it in regards to static specifically because it is kind of a callback to the tv series in a way even though it's not at all related but also i think it does a good job of like tightening just that story but no i'm not a big fan of it all even when i was trying to find the team and it was funny i had the book in my hand but earlier i was looking for the team so i went static number one review and it didn't pop up at all and then i was like oh i have to put static season one it's just kind of weird to me, and you're right. They're trying to yeah. make it more synonymous, and it just doesn't work. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a great book, and a shout out to them even more because the original, the the you know the first cover, the cover art. There we are. Has like 
Static Passing, a movie a movie theater, and on the billboard is like the first four who worked on Milestone Comics. I thought that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. At first I saw McDuffie and Cohen, and I'm like, oh, McDuffie, wait a second. But then I realized it was more of an homage to everything he did to bring it back, because Milestone's been through the ringer um, since McDuffie passed in terms of his estate, creative work, you know, among everyone else and his wife and DC. And so the fact they're able to kind of get this sorted out, you know, over 10 years, yes, but still, and get it back so we have these creators and and, and this work back out, I think is a, a, a testament to, I guess, collaborative uh, approach between them. So my nice. next book. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank so, you. Um, uh-huh. Since, uh, oh, shit. Since we're doing, uh, since it's a little DC heavy, let's, We'll do it. You want to break it up right now? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to do, do an Aftershock book. <laughs> this is cool. Aftershock. This is Seven Swords number one. I found this to be, it's it's kind of a fun read because this is a, a Musketeers type of sword fighting violence kind of book. So it's something a little different. So I, I actually found it to be a little bit of a fun read. So if you guys haven't picked up Seven Swords, it's actually... Not a bad read. So the book starts out. Let me get you I like it when the sword fighting is violent as opposed to nonviolent. It's much more exciting. Yes, because nonviolent sword fighting <laughs> sucks. Why is my cam off? Hold on. I'm just and right, right. There's a little bit of violence right there. Yeah, so this book starts out where he's like. Some eye trauma. He knows. He's like, you know, forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. He's talking, but he actually knows that it's not. Um, it's not a priest. So what he's ended up saying, he's like, "Tell me where this confession. is." Yeah, and he's like, "I'm not gonna tell you." So the, he's like, "Since you know, since there's a little bit of arguing, I'm not gonna tell you where this place is." He's like, "All right, I'm just gonna stab you in the eye." And once he gets out, <laughs> so does he go to yeah. the real priest, and he's like, I, "I have to stab the fake version of you in the face." Yeah, I just. That. And he's like, "Oh crap! <laughs> I have to fight like ten friar tucks." So. Let's get on with it. Let's do it. No, so he goes through, and, it, and there's a there's a really it's a badass where he, he goes through, and he he's pretty much a one man. He's like the last musketeer. The rest of the musketeers <laughs> have been killed. He's like the last one, yeah. and and this is his. You know, he's kind of got a vengeance, like a vengeance thing going on. What happens? You say this is, was aftershock. Yeah, this is Aftershock. So as he's fighting, he finds this girl, which ends up being his sister. So I'm glad they didn't kiss like in Star Wars. So he ends up sword fighting her, knocking her off the ledge. Their and swords he, kiss. They, their swords did kiss. And what happened was... <laughs> wow. Is this guy was the uh, like the manager or the general of the Musketeers, and he actually survived the killings. And he's given the stuff to go find, like, um, he doesn't even know, they don't even really know what it is, but they've found this 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 paperwork, and they have to go, they're trying to investigate and figure out what it is. So the, the musketeers have, like, a like a manager who handles their paperwork for them? I, I'm assuming he was, like, like a band the, manager? <laughs> a roadie. What's up, roadie? I, I guess it's actually their captain, not a manager. I'll get it. D'Artagnan. So I'll go back. So like he fights, he's trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, the musketeer decides, you know what? I'm pretty worn out from fighting all them priests and doing all that stuff. 
So he finds himself a lady. The lady's like, it's <laughs> not a, his it's sister. It's not his sister. He's like, it's the pain doling. It's it's getting there. I'm starting to see a little bit of booby. It's all right. So the other chick comes. It's getting a little Botox. bit duller. You know what? They after could be night, sisters, though. Yeah, they could. Be. <laughs> and after, you know what? After a nice threesome, you know what? You could tell. Look at his face. He looks a lot better. And I don't blame him. Look at that. He said he's nearly numb. So you know what? A threesome is the best medicine for pain. He's like Batman doesn't know this shit. Batman goes down on Catwoman, but he doesn't know a threesome is where it's at. He draws the line at Harley Quinn. Yes, he does. So, after he's had some late night coitus, what happens to everybody after late night coitus is the ghost visits you. The three ghosts post coitus. Yes. Everybody sees a ghost after uh, post-coitus. Um, I am the ghost of the day you did not do. <laughs> um, so as he's, you know, the, I hate when the candle starts to uh, burn my private documents. But what happens is he goes to see the or captain. Or your privates. Or your privates. <laughs> so the... Someone had came in and killed the captain, and what he had, what the dude had found was these documents, more documents, and now he knows. Okay, I have to go on this mission. I've got to fulfill these paperwork. I got to figure out what's going on. I think a little too much paperwork in this comic book for me. It was, and then just as everything kicks in, <laughs> Ghost and the nameless ghouls are actually behind everything. So what's happening? That's is, a really uh, cool panel of the uh, with the big painting and. So it's the cardinal, and his nameless ghouls are behind it. And what they're trying to do is, they're you know the evil is coming back in the world, and they're going to be responsible for bringing the evil back in the world. And that's kind of where it ended. So it's actually a pretty fun read. You get a little bit of everything. I mean, anytime there's a threesome in a comic, the comic is you know it's going to be a good run. You've got a threesome, and you've got Ghost and his and his nameless ghouls in there, so you know it's going to be good. So if anybody's a Ghost fan, you you're understanding my references. If you don't, sorry, but <laughs> it, it was it was a pretty fun read, pretty cool. I, I like where it went. It's it's different. It's not your normal superhero type of thing. If you're into the the Musketeers and everything, it's it's definitely worth a read. So, hee haw. And then next, 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 we'll do, uh, how about Corbin? We'll do mm -hmm. Batman Adventures. All right. Let's do. All right. That's something. Okay. I'll get right to it. Batman Adventures continue. Uh, series actually started last year. Um, it was digital only at first. Um, and it was by the same creative team that did a lot of work on, of course, Batman the Animated Series and most of its comic book adaptations from then. Um, so in this case, Alan Burnett, uh, Paul Dini, Ty Templeton. The first season, or again, another season-ish, uh, but basically... It but this is a TV the, show adaptation, so it makes sense. Okay, see, exactly, yeah. That's I'll true. give it, but I'll, for taking, this one, I'll give it that. You'll give it a pass? 
Sounds good. <laughs> they're taking the original series and they're extending it. So the first season had Jason Todd in, um, and they kind of like like retconned him to be the Robin before, or the Robin in between, um, of course, like in the comics, Dixon and Tim Drake. And so they did that whole thing. Um, and then they brought they brought in Asriel, and they br- brought him in. This, yeah, Deathstroke as well. Lex Luthor had a moment. Um, they had a thing with Mr. Freeze where basically, and I, I thought it was kind of crazy considering they were the ones who put that sad backstory of, you know, Nor Freeze in there. But basically, Asriel was in for a, a mystery slash mission with Batman where Mr. Freeze was trying to revive his wife who dies because what he did to save her in the last episode of the ser- of the series, um, her body later rejected it. And that was the end of that. And so it's kind of crazy how they kind of went in a different new direction. But that was the end of season one, which I collected. That was my pickup for that. Season two kicks off. Ooh, uh, oh, snap. <laughs> season two. <laughs> What's up, man? Season two kicks off with the same team in um, introducing the court of owls and it starts with mayor hamilton don't know how many of you guys were um batman the animated series diehards but he was in a few episodes he dies and he's killed by a mysterious assailant they're trying to figure out who it is um it introduces as you can see on the pictures dead man um and it also introduces of course the crows the, qu- the court of owls um not the crows the court of owls when i saw mm-hmm. that the court of owls were introduced into this book i was like I was telling Brian, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to read this now because Court of Owls are one of my favorite stories and, you know, in that Snyder Batman run. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so and it's so good how they are doing it here. You know, same Batman trying to investigate pretty much um, very logical. Like, OK, if it can't be explained, it's not something. But he's like, actually, you know, he heard something. Um, one of his often on often off again, on again, flame, Veronica Freeland, um, her father had investigated it, and so she took a lot, um, or Batman took a lot of um, information that he gathered over his own years of investigating to kind of learn more. And it ends up with like this hilarious um, fight where Batman comes in and Deadman takes over Veronica's body um, fighting <laughs> in the final battle of the issue. And it was this hilarious where Deadman comes in, he's like, I have to help somehow. And so he goes in and takes over her body, and she's like, he's like, oh, she's kind of fit. Okay, we can kind of fight. But then she gets tired. He's like, oh, man, got to get out of here. And fortunately, Batman comes and saves the day, um, at least for this issue. But I think it's a great starting point. It's going to be fleshed out. They did a really good job in the last, um, the last season, if you will, fleshing out these characters over a longer arc and giving it that time. So I can only imagine the amount of time given here. And I love the inclusion of Deadman as well. There's a lot of different ways they can go there with that. I love that Nightwing was in... They included Nightwing. Yeah, that was the inclusion too. of Nightwing. Yeah, because, yep. Yep. he hadn't been in because um, in the show we never actually mm-hmm. see the transition of Nightwing, right? Mm-hmm. No, they have old wounds that just no. That's it. Yeah, old wounds just talks about it a little bit, but that's about it. Exactly. Yeah. So it is kind of neat. Um, but yeah, that's that's really it for that. I think it's a book that you know it's kind of more of a general, I don't want to say, it's more of a general audience. It's just still, I mean, people die and stuff in it, so it's not like it's a kid's book, if you will, um, but it's a book that's been really good. That's kind of been something, in my opinion. So I definitely recommend that, especially if you're a fan of The Court of Owls, because like the way they're doing it is, is really cool. And it really awesome. feels like the show. It has that spirit. It has does. That, that's, when, when I was looking at it, I was making yep. the, when I was making the slides like, for this, man. I was like, oh, it's like, would you yes. rather see this in a cartoon format or just keep it as it is in the comic book? Yeah, and I oh, love, exactly. I, yeah, I love looking at the panels. Like you said, it's, it's yeah, it's dope. This is really cool. 
All right. And then last but not least, before we get into our last segment of the night, well, second to last. Sam, the D-League pro. <laughs> yeah, I decided to bring Sam on to talk to us Love about it. Loki and Sweet Tooth. Love What's up, dude? Figured he'd be a great addition. What's up, guys? And Sam is a huge, huge anime guy. He reads yeah, manga. you can say that. That's fair. He's he's on the he's he's got his finger on the pulse of anime, so he's going to be a great addition. I'm going to have him come on and and talk anime with us and say what's hot in anime, what's what what to watch, what not to watch. So look for the upcoming weeks, and Sam's going to be a regular on you know teaching us and showing us some good anime out there and giving us some good insight. Mm-hmm. So excited, excited. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah, Kyle. I know. I'm yep, stoked yep. about. It. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. For sure. So the last we've got is Nightwing 81. Mm-hmm. So it starts out, we all know that the old mayor got murdered, and we all know who did it. So this was introducing uh, Melinda. She's being you know, brought in as mayor. And as she's bringing in as mayor, the crime family is talking to her saying, hey, uh, you know, we're still going to be in coots, blah, blah, blah. And she's kind of like, you've done enough good for the city. Okay, we'll, you know, we'll work on it. So as that's happening, it flashes back to where uh, Heartless shows up. Heartless shows up and and him and uh, Dick are about to, to, they're about to get it on. And so <laughs> there are, what's happening is there's a, they, if you don't remember from the last issue, it's like a children's homeless camp that they're at. And these are the last few children that are there. And Heartless is like, go ahead and get out of here. He's it, What it is is he actually has other plans for it. So he gets here and Dick's like, hey, you know what? I could take this dude on, whatever. And what happens is, is let me go back, is, you know what? He says, oh, shit. Maybe I underestimated this dude after he gets hit in the face. So they go after it, and he starts to talk. And you know what? Dick realizes this. He's got the moves, but he didn't earn it. Somehow he acquired it. So I know I can beat him. So um, Dick goes about it. He knows what to do. But it actually what this was was a diversion. What happened was uh, um, Tim mm. got all the kids from the camp onto this onto this dock onto this pier and it's it's charged with explosives so all this was was a diversion to let all the kids get there and once he does that he actually blows the dock so they actually can't return to back to the shore so as you see and then they're stuck there and what so after the fight with Heartless, Dick's like, all right, I need to go out. Let's figure out. Let's how to get these kids off. They're trying to figure it out. And he's like, you know what? I want the goodness of Bloodhaven, the people of Bloodhaven, to help us. Reach out to the people of Bloodhaven. Send out an SOS. Let's get it going. So what happens is, and this is probably one of two of my favorite parts of this book. Okay. They send out this SOS. So... They go, this is this is the Sealy heading here. This is the Jurgens. The Jurgens is coming in. Um, Ferdinand's is on its way. So 
what was awesome was they incorporated all old writers of Nightwing are all the names of these ships that are coming in to save the children of this homeless camp. And I just, I, that was just an awesome nod to the writers of Nightwing. And I just mm. thought it was. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, Jay, it was, it was Tim. It wasn't uh, Damien. It's actually Tim that helped him. Um, and as this is happening, of course, Tim gets shot in the head, or Tim, Dick gets shot in the head again. Good thing he's not becoming Rick, so I'm glad that's happening. Um, but he's actually, uh, he gets shot, but as everybody's being saved, so it actually comes, it's good. He wakes up, you know, hey, and here, look, they named the dog, so this is the first appearance of the dog with the name, everybody. <laughs> so, oh FYI, if you haven't picked this up the shelves, first appearance of Nightwing's dog with a name, Bitewing. We got it. There it is. And I like how that, that, that Band-Aid really, uh, all you get it, shot in the head, all you need is a nice little Band-Aid. That's it. I love that. So, as they were doing their research, they figured out that Meizuko is... Uh, Melinda is actually part of the um, the Mer, uh, the Marconi f- crime family. Yeah, it's and it's their her daughter, and so Dick is like, "Go ahead, Brian." Well, I was gonna say, who who did the art for this? The art is because this art is uh, is awesome. It's I mean, the it's art, fantastic. It, it is fucking fan fucking tastic. Really yeah. good. The yes. new characters, the character design is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really good job on the art. Yes. So, so what Dick decides to do is he's like, it, it was preying on his mind. You know what? The people, you know, the fan, you know, who killed my dad or killed my parents. This, the daughter is here. I, I need to, you know, he needs to pry in. Of course, who wouldn't, right? So as he goes in, he gets knocked out. He wakes up. She's got his mask off. She finds out it's Dick. She's like, Dick Grayson, and he escapes. You know, you killed my parents. Your family killed my parents. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, and she goes, my real father was named John Grayson. I'm your sister. And this is what I also like. Look at this. They have the same hairstyle. <laughs> like brother, like sister. Look at that. They got the same hairstyle. Look at that. Good for them. He's in shock. And that's where they kind of end it. Nightwing's a good read. Everybody should be reading it. I just, you know, and the nods to the old writers. I I, I tip my hat. I think that's awesome when people do that. And I think it's awesome. It was a it was a great thing. But Brian, what do you think of this? He that she's actually his sister after all this time. Cheesy. Cheesy. It's your sister. That's like the same shit that Easter. Yeah, everybody, every other writer came up with. I don't know. I get tired of that shit. Either he's a clone, it's your brother, it's your sister, it's your dad. You know. Yeah, sure, sure. But everything else is great. I mean, the new character looks great. Um, that that cover looks great with him on there. Is is this his first appearance, Kyle? I I wasn't uh, reading Nightwing, so. Which first appearance? Of uh, Heartless. His first appearance was the issue with, like, his first appearance is, at, is like, last issue. Okay, okay. It was, it was last issue. 
or the yeah. Jared wants you to go back and look at Barbara's T-shirt. Okay. I don't know. There's something. Oh yeah, it's awesome. It's it's Batman. I forgot about that. It's Batman Smack and Robin. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, Darren. Yes, I forgot about that. I laughed my ass off. I was at work. I was Batman slapping Robin. Oh, (laughs) all right. That's so, cool. thank you, Matt. It's his first full appearance. I'm not a big partial appearance, full appearance kind of guy. His appearance was last <laughs> issue, so whatever. <laughs> if you're 180 or 181, it, he appeared. Yeah, there it is. But no, oh. it was it was a good issue. It's a lot of fun to read. I, I I really like where it's going. So I mean, it's it's just nice to have a good. A nicely done Nightwing story again, just because we've gotten let down before as Nightwing readers. It's just nice. And you know, the, the Bitewing is a really nice addition to this book. <laughs> <laughs> so, not bad. Okay, so now, now's the time where we ask you guys, as our audience, to do some stuff for us. I thought we were doing Berserker 3. We decided no there was enough books. We decided, you know what? We don't need to do Berserker. If you'd like to talk it about it. made me read it for can. nothing. Who <laughs> read it? <laughs> did you actually no, it was actually a pretty cool book. I did. I read the first three issues. So far, it's all set up, but it's, it's pretty cool. Very violent. Not like Red Room violent, but still pretty violent. There it is. Okay. Violent setup, be warned. So the show usually does a uh, top five segment, and um, we want to open it up to the viewers and the listeners. If you guys uh, can think of, you know, good top five segment you guys want us to to cover, you know, in the pop culture universe, whether it's, I mean, some of the stuff the guys have done before have been great. Like uh, you guys did uh, recently, top five Bruce Tim covers. You've done. Um, top five uh, villains, uh, right? And and did you? Mm-hmm. What was the what, top five villains? And anyways, yeah, we've uh, done like top five Joker covers. We've done. Wasn't that the uh, Top Gun Canopy? Yeah, the that top was gun the top canopy. five villains. Yeah, I did. Yeah. The top, I did the the canopy to that killed. Yeah. And, and you know, there's so many top fives you can, that people can do. Uh, there's there's tons of them. We've had a couple um, people respond and, and give us some ideas. <laughs> Uh, let, me, let me bring those up real quick here. Um, and so, you know, all you have to do is uh, uh, make a comment on the YouTube video itself uh, whenever we're done going live. Just make a comment in the bottom there and let us know, um, you know, you, uh, some good top five uh, ideas. Um, let me find uh, the most recent one here. And, and, I'll, and I'll add to it, like, I'll come up with some prizes, but if we pick your top five, maybe I'll send you a cool comic or something. Noah Burke said, uh, a top five old school indie characters you'd like to see in a major movie or series that haven't appeared yet. He said he'll get it started. The Goon, Grendel, Evil Ernie, or Lady Death, and Flaming Carrot. So uh, that's a a great idea. Something like that uh, is, is, I mean, something we should probably do, but... Um, there was another one. What was the other one, Kyle? Um, do you remember what the other one was? 
God no, damn. It was cool though. Yeah. So yeah, anyways, I'll, I'll bring it up right now. Yeah, let us know any uh any ideas that you guys but, might have. So you can add about the show. top five comic book songs. Which is a really good one. That's a so really good one. Do that. Yeah, you were just talking about the copyright strike. Yeah. I got hit with a copyright uh, uh, strike or, or claim. Warning on, or whatever. Yeah, so we got to figure that out. So we were going to do top five comic songs, but unfortunately, uh, Footloose uh, didn't like that. <laughs> I, I illustrated How about go. top five copyright strikes? <laughs> <laughs> with it. But uh, also at the same time, I want to give a shout out to uh, some retailers that um, – have been doing some cool stuff uh, that we uh, appreciate on this channel. So shout out to the Hive Comics crew. Uh, make sure you guys go check them out. James and they Jonathan. Awesome, they got awesome covers every yeah. every week. It seems like it, they they just they're just fire with their covers. Yeah, they um, they have uh, a really good um, uh, Ha Ha Number Six cover that they just came out with. Um, that will complete their set. Um, it's, it's, it's a Morales cover like the rest of them. It's limited to 500. But anyways, they, um, they're uh, big fans. or we're, we're big fans of uh, the Hive crew, so make sure you guys go check them out. They're doing a lot of good stuff over there. Uh, also, make sure you guys go check out Wanted Comics. Um, uh, Drew dropped his Ha Ha number 6 by John Gallagher. It's an homage to Spy vs. Spy um, from Mad uh, Comics, Mad Magazine um and uh really good cover so make sure you guys go check that out uh also you can get the he-man masters of the universe revelation dave wilkins uh variant from uh, uh drew over there and you can get this is really really dope nice house on the lake number two john gallagher variant there's only two variants exclusives there's only two exclusives being done for nice house on the lake number two and um this is another thing that uh, an idea for people out there. Um, I would love to see this done as a diorama in, in an aquarium. So if any of you fans out there are aquarium <laughs> fans and have like 3D printing stuff and can turn this into like a diorama in an aquarium, that would be super dope, super cool. So hopefully there's some 3D printers out there that are doing some, uh, some cool stuff. Like I always see the, um, the Jason in the lake, you know, like uh, they have that. Uh, diorama piece for uh, aquariums where it's Jason. He's chained to the bottom and he can just barely get to the to the top of the water. So, anyways, uh, make sure you guys go check out Wanted Comics. Uh, also, let's give a quick shout out to, of course, Stray Dogs and at the same time, Bird City Comics. Um, Stray Dogs, T Trish and uh, Forstner and Tony Fleece did uh, a really cool exclusive with them that I believe is still available. So um make sure you know if you guys are uh, into stray dogs and if you're seeing what's going on with this book maybe this is a book you might want to go um snatch up but i know i think in the last meeting we had i was like laura please 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 if there's any left please let me get one yeah so really I good ish, i think ish has an announcement as well what do you got going on ish i do would you like me to bring it up and share my screen yeah yeah bring it up did you see it yeah i put that <laughs> for you <laughs> so quick plug if you're in uh, arizona and phoenix scottsdale area we got jerry conway coming to fantastic worlds comics july 10th 11 a.m mm. if you don't know who jerry conway is 
How do you um, not know there was a is? time at Marvel in the seventies where he wrote pretty much every Marvel title <laughs> that was that was there. So after the kind of the era of Stan, Jack Kirby, Ditko, there was kind of the handoff to Roy Thomas, and then Roy Thomas mentored uh, Jerry Conway, who was writing Amazing Spider-Man by the age of eighteen, and he wrote one of the most iconic Spider-Man runs that included the death of Gwen Stacy, the death of Green Goblin. And then he created The Punisher in issue 129. And there's tons more. We were talking earlier about Jason Todd. He created Jason Todd. He created Killer Croc. He was part of Werewolf by Night, Tomb of Dracula. You name it. In the Bronze Age, Jerry Conway, you know, he was writing. Anything you read, Jerry Conway was there. Anyway, he's coming to the shop. It's going to be a CGC event, so great opportunity to um, get one of his iconic books signed and slabbed. There we go. We That's have it on sick. screen there. That's so you want to go to our website, fantasticworldscomics.com, blog section. We have all the details, how much it costs, what you got to do, what you got to know, and uh, and a uh, bio of Jerry, of course. So definitely, like Nate said, a real OG. He is he is a legend mm -hmm. at Marvel. So it's an honor honor to have him. And uh, if you guys or in the area, definitely come check it out July 10th. We're also doing pre-sales. You want to come to the shop, get a ticket, get your place in line. So there you go. That's dope. Yes, oh, yeah. I'm excited Thanks, about that. It's going, to, it's, it's going to be a fun, fun, I think it's going to be a fun, fun event. And, yeah. and I'm going to be there. Ish is going to be there. I'll be there. Probably made my way down there. <laughs> so you know what I mean. It'd be a good time if you guys listen to the show and you want to come hang out. It'll be a great yeah, time. It's to only come five hang bucks to get us. in. Jerry charges ten bucks for a signature. If it's one, you're going to want to get CGC. It's fifteen bucks. Yeah, five dollars at the door, dope. cash only. I like oh. money. And if you want to come actually at the shop, we have two short boxes we put together of Jerry only comics. So if you're having a hard time thinking about uh, what to get signed, you can come by the store, and we have a huge have selection a time of right Conway stuff you can buy and get signed. Unless you got your 129 at home, ready to go, you know. Oh, I happen to have that. Where is? Oh, it's it's right here. <laughs> There's a little interesting <laughs> bit of trivia. January of 1977. I'd have to look up all the titles, but January 1977. That one month had, I think, like 12 different Jerry Conway titles come out, and all were like big names. It was like the confluence, the convergence of Jerry Conway, 1977. He also went Jeez. on to Spectacular Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, did a Detective Run, a Batman Run, Fantastic Four Run. How fun would it be just to sit there and pick his brain? Oh, yeah. I mean, just, he was just 16. Try to get some knowledge he sold his first story to Marvel. So he saw, he knew Stan and Jack and all those guys. His entire life, he knew them. So, yeah, he's probably yeah, a ton I'd of like, great stories. I'd like to know, like know what storylines didn't make it, right? What were, the starts that, what were the starts that he had or the ideas he had where Marvel was like, no, that's too risky or that's too far no, out. But you can kill his girlfriend, but you can't do that. Yeah, oh, true that. What was the worst? You know what? Can you imagine him telling the story when he's writing something? This is garbage. He throws it away, and it probably could have been the fucking coolest thing ever. <laughs> but that'd be awesome. So, July tenth, uh, Saturday, eleven a.m. 
Maybe we'll. That's awesome. And you'll come and you get to meet the uh, the crew here. Yeah. There it is. Sweet. Get to meet the the famous. I got Kyle Corbin. Corbin can sell you another dirty book. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, my, bar- my bargaining skills have improved tremendously. All right, my powers have doubled since we last met. All right, <laughs> nice. D takes Star Wars ref. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Want to get into some Loki talk? Finish this. Uh, finish. Yeah, this, let's this do it. Out? I know Sam's here chomping at the bit now to talk Loki with us. Let me bring up. Oh crap. Did uh, is there a person on this panel that doesn't like it? Okay. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think that there's uh anybody I've talked to that didn't like it. Um absolutely uh mind blowing how good that first it? episode was. Yeah, everybody that I've talked to loves it. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anybody say that. I didn't see yeah. episode two yet. I liked episode one. I didn't love it though. Dude, I, so I was far, like I was like five minutes in and I was like, holy crap. This mm-hmm. is genius. Like it did not take long to figure out that this, um, that this, this show is genius. See, well, I feel of the series. I like it. Like I'm not like oh my gosh, but I respect those who do. Like Kyle, I respect that. And I think a lot of it's just understanding it for me that I'm just gonna take a second rewatch. But anyway, I love Tom like- Hiddleston embracing the role. You know, he eats that, that shit cool. up on screen. And I'm That's not a big true. Tom Hiddleston fan. But as Loki, he just he kills it, and you can yeah. see he just savors every moment, you know, in that mm-hmm. performance. So yeah, absolutely. To that. Yeah, I think uh, I think character wise, I think he's he's really explored Loki, and I think he finds all of the insecurities that he you know he plums the depths of those insecurities, and he really draws out kind of the things that that humanize a character, but also. You know, if you were if you were to know somebody like that in real life, you'd probably be really annoyed by that type of person. Um, not that I work with anybody like that. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got I can't remember. <laughs> funny. But uh, yeah, you know, I I think uh, there were a couple things about it that I was like scratching my head a bit. Like, it seems uh, rather arbitrary how they decide who is a variant and who's not a variant. You know, Loki mm. makes his protest about the Avengers messing with the timeline, and uh, the TVA tells him that it was deemed approved by by the people in charge. And it's just at this point, it just seems really arbitrary. Um, so I can see True. why Loki why Loki is pushing back on that and trying to say, okay, yeah, but you know, they have the power to erase him, so he's got to play ball for now. Um, and, and I, he knows I, that, yeah. I think uh, Ish, you were saying that you you're, you thought it was you liked it, but you didn't love it. And I think I think I'm reserving a little bit of judgment oh. too. I feel like it's kind of it's kind of a slow burn. I, I got to the end of episode two, and there's a big reveal at the end of episode two. I don't know if we're talking spoilers here, but uh, mm-hmm. always. Um, so we ears. have we have Lady Loki. Lady Loki shows up at the end of uh, episode two. <laughs> Crazy, you know. I now is that I'm like okay. Well, that's interesting. Let's see where that goes. But a lot of people are saying enchantress. Yeah, that's Uh, what I'm. Okay, let me let me bring. Let me hold on a second. Let me. (laughs) 
I'm just I'm just going to forecast this a little bit. I'm saying by episode four, we should have the Loki Rangers, and they're all going to be doing power poses, <laughs> you know, as they face off against the TVA. <laughs> Can I say so, what what I don't love about the show? I don't want to say what I don't dislike because I'm not there yet, but I, I need okay. more from this TVA. They presented the TVA in the first episode, and like you pointed out, they have incredible authority, reach, power beyond the Infinity Stones, beyond, I don't know, the Watcher, the Celestials, who knows? And so I want more, and more than just uh, 60s Jetson-style cartoon explaining stuff. Well, there's, a, you, there's a reason You mean why like as a presence? That. Yeah, oh, yeah, Brian, my fault. Uh -huh. they're, they're doing that because... There's stuff going on in the background. The sacred stream. The sacred stream yeah. now seems to. Well, that's it's Kang, like an right? Deus Ex Machina now that can override or retcon anything they need. But that's Kang, right? That's that's Kang doing those things. It's not there's mm. not three eyes, right? That, I think that's pretty obvious. So you think this is a Kang thing? Okay, okay. I think you're gonna find out that Kang is is the time people and look at who's that chick the main judge chick is her her name is the same as uh, kang's girlfriend that he's always searching for in the timeline so could that be his girlfriend like hiding everything until kang comes back or you know something um i think i think that's why they did that you're, you're not supposed to know you're supposed to know that there's something going on there that isn't right you know it, it's funny mm. you bring that up there's a uh there's a manga that I that was it, it, it finished a long time ago called Bleach. I don't know if you guys have ever read Bleach, but uh, mm -hmm. there's this whole arc about the Soul Society, and it's basically like a TVA-like authority, and they have kind of this this overarching uh, bureauc bureaucratic body that oversees everything, and then you get into the third act of that arc, and you find out that they've been dead for a long time, and it's really the villain who's pulling the strings. Is that what you're referring to there, Brian? Is, yep. We've got this kind of the, yep. the triumvirate who's kind of overseeing everything, and then uh, let's in not reality, make this into a Mephisto at Wandavision, though. Come on. Well, I think <laughs> nah, Joe, that's true. But I don't cool. know. I like like, well, I don't know if this is the case, but I'm just throwing this out there. I didn't do a bunch of looking into the theories and stuff, but um, I just watched. Um, ant-man and the wasp again the other night with my pops and we were watching it and there's that scene where they're in the multiverse or where they're in the quantum verse and you see like this little city in the picture and that's kang's little city and who's the net who's the gonna be the bad guy in the next ant-man is that kang's it little city yeah that's kang's little city so um let me show you, you guys. Mean as they're walking like yeah, Loki looks out. People said that was so, the Micronauts uh, universe. No, hold on, King City, and you know one of the things I don't know that maybe I'm kind of worried about a lot of this new Marvel content is every show seems to be almost like a trailer, a build up for the next thing coming. Everything's meant to hype up the next thing. And that's do you think that it feels like it feels like that's at the cost at the expense of the current story like just yeah. give me one good story and not make me think every moment to moment what does this mean for this movie what does this mean for the next show do you feel that's because the I think Marvel of a really movie, plays into that to keep that train rolling mm. 
Mm-hmm. What was I that? like the fact that they're they're they're. Uh, oh. Sorry, I like the fact that they're they're giving you this this they're they're like they're sprinkling the salts right now for us and they're flavoring. It's almost out of control with the Easter eggs, though. Like you're more interested but in these people, Easter eggs but than the story eat itself. Those up, like. So they there's those I, we eat those up as fans, but I'm saying yeah. it's at the expense of just telling a damn good story, which I felt so was the, lacking in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's the city in the in the quantum verse, right? And here's his his uh, Chronopolis in the comics, right? Interesting. Interesting. So, and we uh, all know that Kang's the big bad in the new Ant Man. Um, so anyway, so because of that, you know, Wait, Kang know could be lost in the quantum verse. And that's why the, the TVA is so mysterious right now, because Kang's not there. Like, that's how no, why nobody can see the three people, you know, because maybe Kang's been lost for in the quantum verse for a long time. And what's Kang's backstory? Isn't Kang's backstory? He's constantly searching through different realms of time to find his true love. That chick. So that's like the story of my life. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, man. I, I mean, but he doesn't <laughs> need movie theater. Rick Corbin and Kang. <laughs> oh, Kang. Corbin's love life, life is as active I, as Mephisto is on screen. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known as a conqueror. I mean, to myself in my own head. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you conquer there, Corbin? <laughs> Get out of the bathroom. Conquer something else, okay? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a nice episode. Like I said, the series so far saw it. I, I kind of lean more Ish's direction of like focus on what it is now and stop setting the stage. But at the same time. Okay, but, but pause like, just a second. You guys, yeah. we're, we're talking about episodes one and two. We're in Very the true. setting of phase. Give it a second. Maybe they're planting seeds for things that are going to mature in, in Act in 2 the, and then uh-huh. bloom in Act That's 3. And go there. Well, I'm planting seeds. I, true. I will say harvest. this, though, Sam. I will say this, though, Sam. I'm only leaning more that way now because exactly what you're saying to me now is what I believe during Falcon Winter Soldier. And I didn't get that. I was like, oh, you know, okay, but don't worry because they're going to – and then they gave us – it just it went different ways for me. But I'm with you. I'm going to try it again. You're right. I'm going to try it again. But I, I see a trend here. That's all That's all I'm going with. I'm I love looking into the future. I love looking in the future, and I love talking about spec, – speculating on what could happen. This is one of my favorite parts of the thing to do. And if, if this – this is a great – a point by Eric Hurd. By the way, Rookie of the Year Eric Hurd, for those of you guys who don't know, now you know. Um, he says, I wonder if the quantum realm is on the TVA's timeline, might be off the grid. And that's why Kang is hiding there or he's just lost there. One of the two. You know what I mean? So um, I think that's a great idea. But I, I get you. We're, it's two episodes in and we can talk about the, the other two the, the episodes. But um, I think that the, the winner of both episodes so far, by far, no doubt, is Owen Wilson. Wow. Mobius and Mobius is wow. such a great character for him. Like it, it's 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 like uh, the new Colton. It's gonna be the new Colton. Someone mentioned that in the comments Coulson? already. Yeah, he's like the new Colson. Yeah, that yeah, aw I mean, shucks. He plays that aw shucks thing real well. Yeah, for sure. I I've been an Owen Wilson fan ever since uh, Bottle Rocket. 
Yeah, <laughs> old school. Wow. The Royal Tenenbaums is, yeah. is so good in that. So, so, so at the end of episode two, is so is there is it Lady Loki and Enchantress? Is there two different people, or is it actually one person? So that Enchantress person, I'll show you. Yeah, you're gonna bring up. People the, are going to bring that up. Okay, go for it. You good? You, you got it? No, no, no. Go for it. No, I was just... Okay. If you got it, bring it up. So um, she's different. She's a, um, a, a race. Uh, it says here on her, on her... I'll just read her Wikipedia real quick. Enchantress is a common primary alias of two fictional characters appearing in the American comic books published by Marvel Comics. The first of these is a powerful sorceress with the real name of Amora. She is one of Thor's greatest enemies. The second enchantress is the young Sylvie Lushton, who was given great mystic powers by Loki when he created her as a tool for chaos. She models herself around the original enchantress, Amora, and that, sec that second enchantress, Sylvie, um, is part of the Young Avengers. Uh, and I think we can kind of see that the MCU is really big on those on that group, and they're bringing them all in little by little. We've seen um, uh, what's his name's son in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, uh, what's uh, the original Captain America? Uh, his son is um, Iron Patriot or Super Patriot? What, yeah, yeah, the grandson. What's, yeah. what's his name in Young Avengers? I forget his name. He's in Young Avengers. Of course, we've got uh, the Hawkeye chick who's going to be in the Hawkeye show. She's in Young Avengers. Um, we're getting Kang, all right? And so that's that's interesting. And here's Sylvie. There's a lot of talk that uh, Black Widow, uh, the new Black Widow, could be on that group. Um, it's just amazing how far Marvel is branching out into all these different shows and dropping all these little things that are all intertwined. Um so anyways, the Enchantress, a lot of everybody's saying it's the Enchantress and not Lady Loki. People were going crazy over any any appearance in uh, comics where Loki turned into a chick and selling the crap out of him. But now everybody's veering more towards this uh, Sylvie um, well, first appearance. Well, bring up a picture for everybody because I think there's actually a really good picture of her that actually it's, hasn't made sense. Bradley. Isaiah Bradley? Isaiah Bradley, yeah. Mm. Elijah and Elijah. Elijah, was yeah. Good call. But I, so at the end, though, like you got, like I know. Yeah, my Rolodex, seen... my Rolodex was just spinning and spinning. <laughs> <laughs> like, was that two seconds? Hey, shout out though? to the chat for talking about Fast Eddie Felson. You guys are cool as shit. <laughs> Dude, we have so the random. best. We have the best chat and YouTube. Yeah. So much fun, and I we appreciate each and every one of you for coming and hanging out every Saturday. And if this is your first time, please come back Click next like. week because it's so much fun. Hit that like button, subscribe, hit that bell, play the drinking game with us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Real talk. Someone asked us in the comments, I think last week, well, how do we get a thousand views but only a hundred likes? That's what I wonder too. I think because it's maybe people don't log in. And if you don't log in, of you just watch it raw. You can't like it. Yeah. 90 Do a lot of things raw. You won't like Corbin it. To call them for a date. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sam, you know what? I gotta feed. I gotta do it. You're right. You're right now. <laughs> you guys have a login. Log in for that Corbin call and give us a like. 
<laughs> for real, yeah, like it's a yeah login for sure. You don't you do that raw, you're not gonna like it. a lot of things you do raw. You I, like, I just so figured definitely. out why we had so many views. Right here, this is it right here. <laughs> oh wow! Shout out to Louis. Yeah, oh, shout out. I watched it nine hundred times, <laughs> but he only he didn't like it though. He clicked this one. Appreciate line. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the thumbs down. Sweep. It's all right. We got like seven thumbs, thumbs down. down last week. Guaranteed, one of them was my wife. <laughs> hey, Stick well, Boy, we, we're glad you're here for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think we'll get some more likes tonight. We have more DC talk. That always does good things. More DC is never oh, yeah. a bad thing, right? Exactly. Well, all those Val so, Kilmer fans. We're, we're talking about the. Um, <laughs> The Enchanter stuff and that that book was number one on the hot ten last night. So it, this book sells oh, wow. for like seventy dollars, up to sixty dollars, I think, raw. So people are going crazy for it. So take a good look at this if you guys have this. Right now is a nice time to sell it. So, what do you guys think? Uh, you guys think that it's uh, the Enchantress, Kyle? You were saying that you uh, you had more proof. Well, I was saying if you look up her Wikipedia, there's a picture of her on the Wikipedia. Yeah, I got it. And it makes sense. She's she's one of the few kind of Thor Asgard characters they haven't touched yet, like a major player. This one right here, Kyle? No, there's another one too. Yeah, that one. I think it's that one. But yeah, even that one right there. But sadly, like, the MCU already killed off her boyfriend, but I guess they can always bring it back. Yeah, that's a cool one right there. So, I mean, just the... But this is a Mora. This isn't Sylvie. But and, no, the, other one... the Sylvie one is the one everybody's going crazy for. So, we'll see. See what happens. Still, it's a great show. Uh, really in depth. Two, I think there's two characters. I don't think they've... I think there's something else going on there. Until well, we know we're going to see the kid Loki coming, right? We've, we we know that's happening. It's gonna be like I said. It's gonna be the Loki Ginyu Force by the end of episode four. <laughs> they're gonna come in. They're gonna do their their action poses. They're gonna be doing all <laughs> kinds of kamehamehas. Do you think that, that? Do you think that when she did all those crazy things and the timeline started going nuts, they're gonna use that for the what if stuff? I mean, that would be that'd be a great tie-in but i you know at the same time it's like is it necessary is the what if necessary to do that because to me the what if sounds a lot like a tales of interest you know the the like the futurama anthology of what if scenarios um i mean i, I think we can all understand that the what ifs are just going to be wish fulfillments you know fans have always wanted to see yeah, what they would don't have happen to be connected to anything doesn't have to be right. Doesn't have to be connected to anything. But it would be fun to have them. Yeah. But in the MCU, you know. didn't the ancient one say that we cannot have branching off of the timeline? Mm -hmm. Wasn't that her explanation to Banner? Is you got to keep yeah, one timeline so with no branching off. Even... Mm -hmm. That's what. Yeah. She tried to. Well, she tried to sell that. Well, she was wrong. Saw, so I don't <laughs> know if this contradicts that. Or... Yeah. Yeah. I love it so far like it's honestly I I'm gonna come back by by 
the end of episode three. Right now, it's Loki, it's Wanda, and then it's um, the stupid Bucky Falcon. show. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I the think stupid, they're all great. The stupid Bucky show. They're all good in their own things, but like for my attention and my enjoyment, I think that so far that's how it's going. I just mm. love that everything's intertwined. You're not wrecking Modoc. Come on. Modoc's okay. It's not bad. I just wish it didn't look I, like I watched uh, the entire season. It, yeah. it made me laugh. So, yeah. I, I got to give it props. It genuinely made me laugh. I thought it was hilarious. It was really just a big robot chicken special. That's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that kind of made <laughs> but me But as mad, someone who's actually, I've better. never seen Robot Chicken, so I didn't have that reference. Yeah. So this is. Oh. You know, I know what that show is like, what it's about. So. You've never seen Robot Chicken, even a commercial for it? Nope. Where the fuck have you been? It's alive. You've never seen. So I'm not watching Modoc going, this is Robot Chicken. Whatever, Rock. It's what it is. It's Corbin like tuning it out. He's like, I'm not listening to you. I'm not listening to this. I got to go. Yeah, that was one of my favorite. You ever? You never heard Bitch Pudding? No? What? Wow. Bitch Pudding stuff. Wow. I'm just shocked. That's all. Chicken. Wow. It's a lot. Anyway, okay. Check me. that out. That's the homework. Top, you know, put down the top five. Top five robot chicken episodes. Yeah. <laughs> or skits right. or whatever. Or skits. Do you guys is... think Black Widow is gonna change <laughs> Which one? Oh. our whole outlook since it was supposed to be out? So I think what Solo is asking is uh <laughs> Since Black Widow was supposed to have already come out, is there going to be some sort of timeline? No, because doesn't this all take place in the past already? Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say I was already. Black Widow. Yeah, she's supposed to take place uh, right after Civil War, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it's cool. I mean, it's an interesting thought. But yeah. Good question, Solo Wookie. Definitely. I mean, thank you for joining the show for the first time, Solo. (laughs) (laughs) seems nice (laughs) oh boy what a show something's wrong I can feel it (laughs) (laughs) do you guys think six episodes of Loki seems too short not really I do yes do 10 more minutes I think would be like would be awesome I felt like Falcon and Winter Soldier Told a two episode story over like ten episodes. Yes, yeah. But here, exactly. here, I feel it might be the opposite. We might get to episode six and be like, "Shit, like we need more." Yes, I, I mean, WandaVision crammed yeah. everything in that last episode too. If you look back, especially considering where you were from episode five to six, whatever. Yeah, it was but like WandaVision started off so uniquely that that was kind of a different ride. Mm-hmm. True. Although looking right. back, that you're first right. episode, they did, they did the first couple episodes. Now. Yeah. The first couple yeah, episodes, we, you're like, "What's going on? What is happening? Yeah, what am I watching?" I mean, it's kind of that. Which one is the one where they had to dress up for the? Anyway, one of those episodes you could almost entirely miss and not be like, "Oh, okay," you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was interesting. We'll see. I'm just ready for Black Widow to come out so we can get past it. We've been talking about that movie for two years now, and like, we know if it's not anywhere that's like. I hope so because if it's not, we're gonna like blame it as if it's not its fault for waiting two yeah. years. You know what I mean? The way like, like, like extra Wonder hate. Woman, Wonder Woman '84 took a lot of blame. I mean, it took a lot of deserved blame, oh. but I think it also took yeah. a lot we don't of blame. talk about that. 
The last movie that was delayed yeah. this long was New Mutants, and it was just Oh my gosh, you said no. exactly. I feel bad that the bad movies are the ones well, that, that was delayed, delayed only heightened anticipation. Yeah, but then they put out that little trailer and it was like, oh my gosh, I'm excited. And then it wasn't great. Well, that yeah, was supposed to be a trilogy anyway. that got canceled. That movie yeah. was DOA <laughs> because part one of a three part movie and you're not making parts two and three. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. I'll yeah. fix this uh, issue with uh, and Mrs. The Hun. I'm telling you, YouTube hates her. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Mrs. The Hun, her comments showed up there. She commented, well, my comment is not showing up. She's a, uh, if I can a, read a moderator it, now. So. Oh, she's a moderator. Oh, Good job, oh. Brian. Now Brian, we're all in trouble. Yeah. Now you've opened the multiverse. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wait, go I wanted ahead. to make one more comment. We were talking about Kang earlier. Kang's origin, he's the pharaoh, Ramatut, Egypt. Right, mm -hmm. Moon Knight, maybe. Possibly Just throwing it out there. I, I don't. Yeah, same I don't see why not. Same continent as Wakanda. Mm-hmm. I have a question. About, I see what you're doing. Okay. I have a question also about the uh, the mechanics of the variants. So, how is it that a variant is created? Like he's walking along in his own universe. And then the the explanation they had in the little in the little cartoon was, uh, "You're late for work." Well, what causes him to be late for work? Is it some kind of extra <laughs> universal force? Is there no free will, or is it is it just a bad thing? And then suddenly he's late for work, and so he gets erased from existence. Like that's that's kind of <laughs> rough, man. I mean, forget the fact that you could lose your job; you're going to lose your existence. <laughs> because you took work. the wrong turn. Seems like. And if you work at the TVA, you could be on the team that chases dudes like Loki, or you could be on the team that has to go kill the guy who is late for work. Yeah, the the snot nosed lawyer kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Those are the plum, the plum assignments at the TVA. And there's a there's this a, woman farted when she shouldn't have. I have to go erase her now. <laughs> and for wow. for a bureaucracy. That has so much paperwork. There was there was shockingly little delay in erasing that guy who didn't take his ticket. Right? It's like shouldn't somebody yeah. have to file a document before this guy gets erased? They just did it without impunity. Yep. Obviously, Dude, they, the they're going to need right. that musketeers manager to handle all their documents. <laughs> yeah, aftershock crossover. <laughs> It reminds me of that uh, that race of bureaucrats from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> yeah. where all of their ships all of their ships look like giant file cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> so now, if everybody's good with Loki, we should move on to Sweet Tooth. Has everybody watched Sweet Tooth now? It's been out a couple weeks. Yeah. I, muted. I haven't. I haven't got into Sweet Tooth. No. Yeah, I watched. I actually, it was a little bit. I my started was watching, watching it, but yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go Basically ahead. saying no, so it's fine. No, no, you. <laughs> Sam, I started watching. watching. I absolutely love it, like. and I stopped watching it for a reason. Oh. And then he. And then Brian leaves. No. 
I thought it was fan- <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. Well, I wasn't sorry. I wasn't to- ready for this. I stopped watching the show because I picked this up and decided I'm going to read this first. Mm-hmm. And so far, this has been incredible. I got the compendium, my big boy. I, Brian and I, when we were buying and selling So when comics, I finish this, I'm going to go back and watch the show. Oh, like man. it. Always a mistake to, to read the book and then watch the show because the show can never live up. To I know, hype. but. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I want the book to be magical, though, because I'm a big Jeff. Oh, fan, so. okay. That's a chicken of the egg type of thing because you're right. And I like what I've seen from the show so far, so it can't be that disappointing if I read I mean, the book first. I'll be I already know what the honest, differences are. I didn't are. read the comics. I didn't read them. Brian and I sold a bunch of runs of it. Like we bought a bunch of collections when we were buying and selling comics. We bought a. I'm sure Brian kept a run of Sweet Tooth, but we like, like four or five years ago, like we were buying them and like we couldn't keep sweet tooth they, they were as soon as we'd put them on for sale they would leave but i never i never read the comics but you know what the show was fantastic everything the about comic the is acting, amazing um mm-hmm. you're gonna have to talk to your wife about uh not being into it <laughs> you know what yeah two episodes in she's like don't watch this with me anymore I'm gonna watch reruns of Outlander. And I was like, damn. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great show. I mean, you you watch it. Is. I think Sam, the kid, is, the kid is fantastic. Yeah, I watched it. I had a great time. I, I here's my beef with shows like Sweet Tooth, uh, which is you never know if you're gonna get a second season. So ending on a cliffhanger is a big risk. That's like yes. you know, you've got real balls if you're ending but Netflix on a has been like buying like multiple season packages now. Yeah, and 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 maybe it's just a question, you know, they, they maybe they have faith in it already. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed what I saw and I'm really looking forward to unlike Jupiter's Legacy which was so bad. I hated Jupiter's Legacy. <laughs> Sweet Tooth was so good. After after having <laughs> suffered through Jupiter's Legacy to then get Sweet Tooth. I was like, yes, this is this is good storytelling. There's a lot of fun things, um, and you know the the special effects and design, the world design was really great. Um, yeah, gosh, I really really enjoyed the the characters too, um, Bear and uh, the big man, Sweet Tooth. Will Forty's character was a lot of fun, you know. He's getting, he's he's starting to be typecast as kind of this post-apocalyptic survivor guy. Yeah, because oh, because he was in that the, Last Man on Earth show, right? Yeah, exactly. He's got kind of the the exact expression of both dumb and and neurotic to kind of make it work in a post-apocalyptic world. You know, I was. Brian, how many Gruber runs here. of this do you think we you think we sold a sweet uh, tooth about back in the day? I think uh, at least two. I know at least two. There was a lot. We had a lot of that. Uh, the, we picked up a collection where the guy was just independent hound, and there was like three, three, two or three runs of sweet tooth, American two runs of American Virgin, um, like all that stuff around that time that was coming out that was like independent. The uh, the guy like, had we sold of, those runs so fast. 
Mm-hmm. Like they Jeff were, Lemire. It's they Jeff were Lemire. Barely up, and, yeah, and they were gone. But yeah. I, I, you know what? It was just it was great. Cause what about Sweet Tooth: The Return? I don't know. I didn't read any of that, so no. What do you mean? Is that a new new series they put out? That's the sequel to Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't read it. Uh, I'm not a big Jeff Lemire fan. I'm not a huge Jeff Lemire fan. I think Jeff Lemire can sometimes be a little too weird for me. Um, But I know that's blasphemy for a lot of uh, people out there. He's he's beloved. There was a a book that he did. Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it was. You were reading it, and and you were like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Like it was just it was just too out there, and you were just like, "What?" I can't. It was so out there. I can't even remember what it was. But yeah. this recently? I, no, it was probably about four years ago, three years ago. All right, so maybe out. like Colonel Cosmogog or something. That's Mm-mm. purposely pretty weird. I think it was about like an average dude. I don't know. I don't know anything. But like Sweet Tooth, Descender. I remember Descender was Descender. Oh, that was and yeah. that was good. Ascender, but yeah. it just kind yeah. of just. Like it was great when it started, but it kind of just trailed off. And Black Hammer is very good. I will say that Black Hammer is really good. Black Hammer is incredible. Yeah. After uh, actually, it was the volume one trade paperback for us has been the t- our top seller the last two years mm-hmm. with Watchmen number two. I can see that. I, but I think with Sweet Tooth, you you really connected with a lot of these characters, and I think they I think they did that well. Yeah. Like, you know, as comic book fans and stuff, you know what it's like to be the outcast. Mm-hmm. And you know what it's like to be the not. And so you kind of, you know, I, I, I know what you mean. Why. <laughs> I know what you mean by that because Corbin stopped coming to Dodgeball. Oh, my <laughs> so God. I know what it's like to be outcast. <laughs> I know. I think you. I know. I know. I knew you were gonna get it. As soon as I saw your face here, as soon as I saw, you knew it was message coming. me after. I knew it was coming. Message me after. We get it together. <laughs> I got shirts. I got shirts. I saw an upgraded spot. I gotta check it out. <laughs> to everybody that's in the Phoenix area, oh, snap. In, the, in the valley, that is cool. Sam runs a dodgeball league. If you're that in is dodgeball, cool. you can dodge a wrench, but you can't dodge a ball. Hit them up. No. Let them know where it's no. going. It's in the East Valley. If you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. But I don't know. I thought Sweet Tooth was great. Like it I was. know, <laughs> I know Agreed. a lot of it was different. Because I highly I recommend. The, I think in the comic, they're actually taking them back to the original thing. Was they're taking them back to be captured? Right. That's was the intent. Yeah, because they think the hybrids have the cure to the pandemic. So they want to, like, harvest their DNA. Wow. All I know is if I was a hybrid, I'd hope it'd be something cool, like, I don't know, something fucking cool, like a lion or something. Merman, Dad. I'd be pissed if I was an aardvark. You'd be a a merman. Aardvark. (laughs) I'm a merman, Dad. <laughs> Dad, why'd you make me be a merman? I'm going home. But I thought, I mean, I thought it was good. It's totally worth good. checking out. I think it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, there's a lot of 
There's a lot of uh, subtle things going on there. You know, the uh, the whole thing about the sweet tooth, like uh, if it's too good to be true, you you know, it's got to be bait for a trap, right? And and he's following the chocolate bars, and I was like, oh man, he's walking right into it. Sure enough, right hey, when I had to take a pee break. Whatever you do, don't go across that fence. Okay, the first thing I'm doing is I'm gonna go across this fence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I in every ran, random every, chocolate bar I find on the ground. Every story that where, where there's rules that cannot be broken, the first thing that's gonna happen is those rules are broken. That's a must. That's that's just like in Fight Club. Past the fence. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, rule number one of Fight Club: Don't talk about Fight Club. All I can do is talk about Fight. <laughs> and Club. And here we are talking about it. <laughs> we are, yeah. Oh man, what a show! So, well, anyways, huh? good, good show, great show tonight, gentlemen. Yes. Um, before we we call it a night, you guys, uh, remind everybody: make sure you guys hit that subscribe button and get you know hit the bell so you're notified anytime we drop something new. Um, what do we got coming up this week? We got Star Wars tomorrow night uh, with the Dark Side crew, um, and then of course Monday night is the uh, Flip Side show. And, we got comic uh, book women on Tuesday. Yep. What do we got uh, Wednesday? Wednesday, Wednesday night Modern they're doing uh, they're doing flip uh, dealer flip side live now, which is a fun show to watch. Yeah. If you guys aren't watching it, it's a it's such a fun show to watch. And if you guys know anybody in the comic book uh, content creation community that you think would be a good guest on dealer flip side or even the hot ten, make sure you guys let us know or here. Uh, or anywhere on this channel, let <laughs> us know um, at uh, Tales from the Flip Side on IG, or just comment below on the video, and uh, we'll check it out. And make sure you guys throw a thumbs up on there, and follow everybody that's involved with all this channel. Uh, they appreciate you and everything about it. And uh, anything else, you guys? Sam, where can they find you? Is there anywhere they can find you? Yeah, so uh, Triple D Dodgeball is the Dodgeball League, but uh, started a production company with Buddy who we started the dodgeball league with and it's called d league productions we're on all social media at d league pro we have youtube d league production twitch channel d league pro instagram is d league pro uh TikTok, d league pro um looks up we've got uh, a lot of dodgeball related content there's a, a new video game came out called knockout city and it's it's basically how we're playing dodgeball over the summer because it's too hot to play outside yeah um but uh, yeah, we are also uh, unveiling some other content. So we have a kind of a short form movie review series starting, uh, just started called As the Credits Roll, where we review the movie as the credits roll. And uh, Good title. I like that. I like and, that. And uh, we started with Hitman's Wife's Bodyguards, uh, Girlfriends. Ooh, that got scathing reviews. <laughs> it got was what? Scathing reviews. It was nonsensical, but uh, ridiculous. It's and, got Salma Hayek in it. It's got to be badass. And there was a lot of second basing on Sam, Salma Hayek. So, you know, whatever. You know, you're going to go for <laughs> here, whatever, um, you, whatever you like there. Sam, we got a question here for you. What are y'all dodgeball events in the East Valley? Yeah, right now we are – we dodgeball at uh, Gilbert High School – during the winter months, during the summer months, we're at Val Vista Lakes Clubhouse. Um, we are still looking for kind of a more permanent home. Um, and we're also streaming on Twitch. 
And on YouTube, uh, the the dodgeball game you see there, that's some knockout city. And um, you can see Corbin there in that the banner up there. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> I watched that one, the one the ones that he was live in. I watched. It's a lot of fun to watch live because people get racked in the nuts. They're it's oh man. It's hardcore, man. <laughs> but we, we have put a lot of production quality into into the edited <laughs> videos that we post after the games. Um so yeah, that this is kind of our flagship production, uh, the triple D dodgeball. Uh, production produced videos and then we also have the live streams on Wednesday nights when we play um, again we're off for the the for now for the, the next few weeks because it is so hot in that court and when we were playing in May it was about 105 degrees inside the court so we had to just Jeez. take a break um, you know what like if you want to play if you want to come play dodgeball just show up there's no fee or anything uh, we just want you to be there, have fun, enjoy the game, um, and it's make it's start fun. the highlight reel of your life. I mean, this is this is a blast. We're, we play. I can't offer you any expectations except you will get hit by a ball and it will hurt. You can ask Corbin; he he's been there. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, and there's some spots right in the bridge of the face, oh. right? Yeah, yeah. Just be careful. <laughs> um, but it is fun. It's a nice balance of like competitive. I'm competitive when I do compete, um, but also like you know, no mean spirits or no sore losers. It's, it's a good, it's a good experience. Um, but yeah, there's certain spots where you get hit where you will remember, um, or where you dodge hard and you, yeah. I am the dominator. You're right, solo, but. Uh, the temperature doesn't scare me. It's really Sam winding up before he throws. It does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, just remember, Sam is going to be here every so often to talk anime. So if you're in anime or your friends are into anime, pay attention to the uh, pay attention to the YouTube. Pay attention to the Instagram. You'll know when you come on. And he'll talk. Uh, he'll talk anime with us. Dope. There it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out with us. It's been another fun Saturday night. Hopefully you guys aren't too blitzed, you live viewers. And uh, if any of you guys don't know about the about the drinking game, uh, I'm sorry, guys. Maybe you guys can play next week. Uh, we'll see you then. Adios. And it-